Hello, fellow homebrewers. JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brew Built X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brew Built Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full two inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brew Built line of options and add ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brew Built X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brew Built Conicals. You can trust Brew Built with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brew Built at morebeer.com. Home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, beer drinkers. Get ready for an all-new experience in information exchange and beer culture. Your only source, only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers from around the globe right to your home. You're not just listening to broadcasters. It's the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Brewcast. Sorry about the late start. Five minutes never heard anybody. I'm going to change the name of 5 o'clock, the song, to uh, 5.05. I think it'll be slightly more accurate. Make it 5.10 so we're in a safe side. That way, that way people think we're early all the time when we come on at 5.05. Welcome, everybody. Uh, in the studio with us today, of course, is uh, Dr. Scott, who uh, will be a bit of a silent doc tonight. It's, it's, I know it's hard to believe. Um, it's not his own fault. It's the fault of, of his vocal cords. Yeah, which... They're kind of gone. Oh, my God. If I got to listen to that all night. Beautiful <laughs> area. Right? Hey, I, I'm going to blame Sully on this one. Yeah. I was sick like right after you left. Oh, you sound like something out of a horror movie. Uh, you know, it's tough in there, especially when I want to yell and scream and nothing comes out. Yeah. Can you not compress his voice somehow? I gotta do something about it. I'll tell you, um, we could have put anybody in that chair. People wouldn't, you don't sound anything like Dr. Scott. No one would know. It's okay. Seriously, this voice gives me the chills. Yeah. <laughs> it runs ice cold down my back. <laughs> but the show... Well, I do it for you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> the show must go on, as Dr. Scott always says, so uh, despite his ailments, he's here with us, and uh, I'll do you guys a favor and just keep him low except at the very important moments. <laughs> uh, we do have uh, lots of good stuff for you today. Um, an interesting show. I have some announcements uh, that, that need to be made um, about various things, uh, one of them having to do you know, with last, last week's show, uh, which was you know, interesting to say the least. Uh, let me make my other announcements first, and then I'll get into that whole business so that you chatters can know what's going on with the weird changes in the chat room today. Uh, first of all, please uh, visit the Brewing Network store. Shirts and podcasts are available. The uh, one-hour boil, John Palmer's still there. And we still have some shirts left. I'll be ordering new ones, but not again until January, so get in there while you can. Sign up for our newsletter. New one's about to come out in just a couple weeks where we'll uh, fill you in on uh, what's happening for December, or doc as some people like to call it. 
Um, I do. <laughs> and the last announcement uh, is that there will be no show next week. There's no show next week. We're actually on the East Coast. Um, we will be putting together some material for you, some film and uh, maybe some audio, too, uh, different breweries while we're on the East Coast. But we're not doing a show. So uh, don't tune in here for entertainment next Sunday. You, you won't get it. <laughs> Not like they get it any other time. Yeah, as if you're going to get it this week. <laughs> okay, now I do just I need to talk about this briefly um, because it's necessary because people need to know what's happening. The chat room last week, uh, shame on you people. Uh, there shame, was, shame. Got a little crazy. If you want to know all the you know uh, details of how I feel, of course it's already in the forum. I've posted there under Beer Radio, so I'm not going to... Four pages of it. Yeah, exactly. I had a lot to say, and I'm not going to rehash uh, all of that. Other than uh, the chat room, um, you know... <laughs> Previously belonged 100% to you folks. It was it was your domain, and you could do whatever you want in there. And I assumed that the uh, the community would moderate itself. And uh, I guess it wasn't just that the people in the chat room got a little crazy and a lot of cussing and a lot of uh, insulting going on, a little beyond uh, what normal. I guess it wasn't just that it happened to last week. I got a lot of private messages from different people who have been using the chat room, uh, and also some new people. And a lot of those said that it had been building up to that point. It wasn't just last week. It's sort of been building, getting kind of crazier and crazier. And I've always been anti-moderator, anti-admin, but um, I, for now, we, we now have a, a moderator um, in the chat room, and we will at all times. I read through the transcript of, uh, of the chat last week, so... <laughs> um, I know who's doing what in there, and I know uh, where things are going. I also know that some of you who think you had nothing to do with it had a lot to do with it. Um, so I just want you all to, you know, look inwardly at your behavior. Uh, the chat room no longer belongs 100% to you because I do have to protect new users that come in there. And you got to assume that, uh, an, uh, you know, someone hears about the Brewing Network, comes into the chat room for, for the first time, thinks it sounds like a great beer community, and everyone's dropping F-bombs all over the place and uh, gay this and gay that. And even when the main person in the chat room, who's uh, Daniela, Tells people over and over, hey, let's just relax a little. Let's, uh, you know, get rid of the profanity for a little bit. When all that goes ignored, then I have to go ahead and, and just kind of set some new rules because we need to protect the new people that come in there. I really want this to be a welcoming place. Um, we have sponsors <laughs> that, uh, that have, uh, you know, everything that we do is a reflection of them as well. And so not only do I have to take care of you folks, but I got to take care of them too. There's a lot of different angles we got to look at. So Daniela now has the ability to silence you. To kick you out, to ban you permanently, she has uh, all powers. Uh, she's what's called a super administrator, and uh, she's German. And she's yeah, exactly <laughs> as uh, Chris Graham's pointing out. Took she, me one and a half years to gain those rights. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she really, actually, doesn't feel good about all those powers and doesn't want to have to use them. And I assume she won't unless you make her. So, just everybody be cool, be nice to each other. You know. I don't, we don't mind you having fun and making fun of the people that you know in there. That's kind of our thing. We make fun of you too. Uh, but you gotta look out for the new folks. And, uh, if, if anybody in there is asking you to stop something, go ahead and, and, you know, listen and go ahead and stop. That's, I think that'd be a good rule of thumb. Um, 
that everyone can kind of then be happy. Of course, I have to play with my new rights tonight a little bit. Yeah, one cool. <laughs> don't, don't <laughs> make someone's going dictate. down. Like, there's a couple other cool features we found out that the super administrator can do. That then that Daniel, like, for example, if you if she decides that you have to get banned, she's probably going to make you look like an idiot first because she has that power. <laughs> so we figure if you're acting like such an idiot that you got to get banned, we might as well take it upon ourselves to make it known. So we can actually like brand you as different things uh, with the super administrator powers so she might have a little fun with the with the new poor bob of the chat room uh for those of you new listeners um you know the chat room really is a nice place and it's a friendly place to go and hang out and you can talk beer and of course it's the place you can go to ask questions of our guests it's the primary source you can call in to 888-401-BEER but the chat is where most of it comes from and we are going to do our best to keep anything else from getting in the way of that kind of communication because that was the point of the chat room to begin with so there you go i will leave it at that take care of yourselves in there or daniela will do it for you okay exactly i'm happy <laughs> to do so <laughs> um the let's see last announcement i had to make was a quick one Oh, that's right. I wanted to announce this now, and I'll announce it again at the end of the show. We're changing up our competition for next week. Uh, at least we're just doing a new way for you folks to be able to register during the live show. You're going to like this, Doc. It's not next week because we're off next week. The next time we come back, the week okay. after that, cool. the way that we're going to get our, our two registrants for uh, the live show is we're going to have a talent show. We're going to have a Brewing Network talent show. And you can do anything you want. If you're good at singing or, or playing the banjo, for example, even if you just have a, you, you're good at telling a certain joke. Maybe you have a joke that everybody always, you know, whatever it is that you do, I don't care what it is, as long as it translates to audio and you can call in and do it with us over the air. And then we're going to vote who the, uh, the top ones are and that will be how you register. So we're giving you two weeks notice to get whatever skill it is that you have. I kind of want to hear these guys who like used to play clarinet, <laughs> and they haven't picked it up in like years, and they're like, "That's all the talent I have." The recorder, <laughs> yeah, the That's recorder. A good talent, though. Exactly. So whatever well, I'll you bring got, mine in. and and <laughs> Doc will bring his recorder and his and his clarinet, in. and it's a way to for us to get away from the trivia. Uh, because we, we definitely want it there to be different methods of registering, and not everybody's good at trivia. Not everybody has a talent, but uh, maybe some of you so do. Right. If you talk. don't have both, you can't get a conical. <laughs> yeah, if you don't have either one, you're probably yes You don't need well. a conical. But, I mean, a talent yeah. is wide. I mean, what ca- sure. can be so many things. If you could burp the alphabet, that's yeah, a talent. That's, as a far good, that's a great talent. Yeah, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's really a wide-open thing here. So, yeah. uh, you know, just, just get yourselves... Impressions would be good. Impressions are always fun. Oh, yeah, they are. Um, you get the point. You have two weeks to get ready for it. I'll make an announcement also um, in our in our forum and, and everything like that, and I'll announce it again later in the show. So everyone's going to have to have to get ready, get your own little talent ready, and that's how you're going to register next week. We'll tell you how you're going to register this week in just a couple minutes. Oh my God! You've got mail. Kick ass. So feedback this week was interesting to say the least. There are certain weeks where I really get some. You know, I get the negative feedback that goes, you know, hey, you're a douchebag and says all that kind of stuff. And that's fun and good. And sometimes I get actually negative feedback that I don't know how to take. And it's real just, it's either real straightforward, like you guys suck kind of thing. <laughs> or um, or they'll say something negative and I don't even know what it is they're saying exactly. I This one isn't one of those, but it is, it is kind of negative. I, I thought I'd read it uh, just so we can talk about it. Uh, it says, Justin... 
I was an early podcast listener within the first month of your postings. However, I found it increasingly difficult to listen because of your crudity, uh, i.e., like how you spend Patrick's Day, St. Patrick's Day in high school. That was a, <laughs> that was a good story, by the way, and and your vulgarity and anything related to the Vinnie Puppet. So I gave up and I just listened to Jamil. Although you make it difficult even there. And by the way, I don't even say I don't say anything on the Jamil show. I I exactly. sit in my, I don't even turn my microphone on during the Jamil show. But anyway, I make it difficult there too. I tried again this week to listen uh, to the eleven five shows when this came through, um, enticed in part by the potential of winning a conical. So he was thinking he could put up with our shit in order to win <laughs> a conical. conical. Yeah. However, I couldn't make it past the Vinnie Puppet spiel. <laughs> it's funny that he tuned in right probably when we were reading another Vinnie Puppet email. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my loss, I guess, and that's from Jack, who's been homebrewing since 1980. Now, I did send Jack a response back because I actually love feedback like this. It lets us know who our listeners are and are not. And he's not, uh, he's actually not being particularly abrasive and didn't, you know, uh, he didn't write to insult me or anything like that. And so I appreciate all forms of feedback. Uh, what I do say, though, is I'm, I'm done apologizing for the content of our show. It's it's actually what makes our show our show. And to make up for the part where we get to have fun and, and kind of dick around and even be crude every now and then, we created shows like The Jameel Show. And... Um, there was a, a you know even a thought process behind <laughs> creating yeah. a show like that and that was so we really want to be able to accommodate everybody it is the brewing network not just the sunday show it's a spectrum and and other shows are here to do that, that too that's why we run Graham sanders uh, australian show uh, we run that on tuesday mornings here too i don't carry his podcast but we carry it on the network cuz i really want to embrace the entirety of brewing and i think that uh to leave out the fun and even occasionally the vulgarity is actually to leave a, leave out a part of homebrewing as far as we're concerned. So we don't apologize for what we do. I do hope that you'll send us what you like and don't like, and we'll keep creating new programming like the Jamil Show and other things that we have in the works, too, so we can accommodate everybody. Uh, so then I get that, and then uh, you know the next email I get is, uh, hey, fantastic shows. I've only recently begun to listen to the Brewing Network, and I admit I've become totally addicted to the program. The only problem I have is to try to figure out what day and time you guys are on. I assume that your programs are always rebroadcast. And this comes from a person who tunes into our stream, because I always have content running on our live stream, but I replay old shows. So I think he's never, he can never figure out if we're live or not. So I thought I'd address that for folks too. There is a schedule on our homepage. You go to thebrewingnetwork.com and you click schedule, and it'll tell you when our live shows are. Everything other than that, than is on that schedule is, it's a replay. So anytime you tune in, it's a replay, unless it's on that schedule. And that's pretty much uh, Sunday afternoons at 5 uh, Pacific time and Monday mornings at 10 a.m. And uh, dare I promote it, uh, Fridays at noon. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't like the content. If you don't like this show, stay away from Fridays at noon. Because this show is really moderate. I needed a place uh, where I could go completely overboard. And that's what we do on Friday. And and Jamil ropes us back in on Mondays. And Sunday's right in the middle of the road. That's the way I think of it, too. Right in the middle. Yeah. It really is. Oh, stop laughing at me. <laughs> Sorry. The, God, the Chad, Godfather over there. The yeah. Doc Father. Chad Room was asking me for subtitles for Doc. <laughs> hey, I almost don't want to talk because it, it hurts and uh, you can't hear me. <laughs> and one day I'm going to ask upon you for a favor. <laughs> and you're going to do me a favor. <laughs> 
Uh, so there you go. Check out our schedule if you want to know. So that one comes in. The next one I get, I'm telling you, you never know. Week to week it changes. The next one I get is a, a simple sentence. You've got Jamil. Why are you wasting your time with Howard Stern wannabe crap? <laughs> is that right? It's all he wrote. Was it signed Jamil? <laughs> it's from Jamil, yeah. <laughs> it's signed uh, Jay-Z. Uh, I don't even, I don't know. I don't know what he's getting at. I think I responded to him like... Okay, I'm I'm glad you like the Jamil show. Thanks for writing it. Um, There's only so much technical stuff you can really do without having some fun in between. That's right, and and that's the way I see it. And I'll tell you what, if we had to do a technical show like that every Sunday, uh, it would have stopped a long time ago. I would <laughs> never have hung in there. And I really think there's something for everybody in all of our shows. Exactly. So, uh, a Howard Stern wannabe? I don't know. Um, I'm not attempting to do got anything. W- got a long way to go on that. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think that's a that's a long shot. Um, the Howard started somehow. And the, that's right. And then the other thing is like, you know, that I've got Jamil. Well, sure, Jamil actually is kind enough to spend his time with us to do a show. But the man has a full-time job and a family, two kids, uh, Bruce himself competes. He's a, he's a judge. He's on the board for the AHA. Uh, what do you want me to do? Have him move into the studio and like just broadcast five days a week? It's not going to happen. A reality brewer series? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That would be an exciting Ooh, one. Great brew house. Yeah. Call it brew house. It would be exciting if he would like let me throw in strippers or something oh, yeah, yeah. every now and Get then. Get his wife mad. Yeah, yeah, then it would be good. All right, so hey, like I said, I'm glad you like the Jamil show. There's a little something for everybody. If you're just tuning to this show for the first time uh, right now, for example... We spend a good time, a good half an hour to 45 minutes in the beginning of the show just having fun and, and getting people up to date. And then we'll spend an hour doing an interview. And uh, within that interview, we'll burp and occasionally fart and make fun of each other. And that's just the way it goes. And it's good fun, and I'm glad you tuned in to, to have it. The last email I got was, hey, thanks for all you're doing. But if you guys and gals get the time, could you post the rules for the Conical Christmas on the website? Uh, no, I can't post them on the website, but I can post them on the forum within our website. And uh, maybe Daniela can do that for us because she has the rules uh, written. Is it more because you're making them up along the way? Or? Yeah, that's part of that. Uh, <laughs> no, we actually, it's funny because uh, we did look at this as a, as a really serious competition because we knew it was going to be highly competitive. They're valuable prizes. So Daniela and I sat down one day and we're like, we have to write out the rules so that we can at least reference back to them. And we did read them on our first run of shows. Uh, for this competition, but uh, we'll post them in the forum as well. Try to get that done for you tonight or tomorrow. And uh, that's going to do it for the feedback. So rough, yeah, I'd, rough. You know, some weeks <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a it's really a roller coaster sometimes because you know you do. We don't let everything affect us. Chris, you got to know what the, I'm talking the about. The bigger you get, the more you're going to get on both sides of that equation. And it's something that I still wear my heart on my sleeve, and I know you will for a long time. Yeah. But there are times, I'm sure, Doc, with lots of experience. I mean, he's a dentist. Of course, people complain. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there's got to be a time in which you just say, you go into it even knowing, like, some people, no matter what you do, you're not going to make happy. Right. And and that's Okay. Uh, but do you know what I mean? Where sometimes it's fine and you take the fee- Like this week I actually took it, re- uh, it was, I was happy to get it. Right. And I wrote back to everybody that I was happy and thank you for the information. But there are other times when it's kind of an emotional roller coaster too. Oh, because yeah, why you, are you kicking me? Why yeah. <laughs> well, then you feel good about what you're doing and then the next day you get another one and you're like, man, we suck. Chris is right on. I work for a multi-million dollar corporation and the times when we get crappy feedback and we really produce an awesome thing. You would think everybody would love us for that. No, 
Yeah. People find something that they don't like. You got to take it to improve it if constructive. Yeah. And if not, then well, you know, so what? That's that's. Screw. It's always that like you look at any product and nothing is a hundred percent perfect. Yes. I right. mean, and especially the more you know about it, the more you realize, even though you make it, it could be better. Exactly. But at what point is like you get the product out there, get it in front of people, and sure. and they got to live with it. You'll hone in on it, but yeah. And and you take all the feedback you can yeah. and uh, do what you can with it. I also think there are people better at giving feedback than other people. Yeah. And I'm sure when you get those guys, you even feel good about bad news. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you really do. And you end up going, you know what? That's a, a great idea. And we obviously don't uh, hear, think of all of the ideas. And sometimes it's you guys that do it. So, yeah, you're right. Sometimes you really, it, it's great to get. Okay. With all of that, it's time for Daniela's World Vigorously. Thank you. So I'm going to do my vigorous world about the European Union tonight. So you're going to think, wow, what's going on? But uh, you all know the European Union, not a God-given thing. Uh, Europe has been working for 50 years now to get this union uh, work with currently 25 member countries. Um, and in uh, January tw- 1st, tw- uh, 2007, it's going to be 27 member countries. Wow. Uh, Romania and Bulgaria are joining. The U.S. was a God-given country, right? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Population of the European Union, approximately 460 million people. So, you know, it's the European Union struggles hard to bring all those different countries and cultures under one head. The latest discussion, and it's been really a pain point, is surrounding beer and alcohol in general. Some of the pain points, for example, are uh, beer and alcohol advertising in the European Union. France and Sweden have a very restrictive legislation and wouldn't, uh, would, on, would not allow alcohol advertising in print media unless there is big disclaimers of what alcohol and beer can do to you in general. Things ah. like beer kills. That's what they would have to write down. But that's just wrong. It is just wrong, yeah, but I mean, with cigarettes it goes that extreme. Uh, But that's true. Well, not necessarily, though. No, it's pretty true. Well, if you if you're a chain smoker, it could kill you. Yes, but it's not true for everybody a hundred percent, right? But still, the cigarette die if you smoke. Name me one thing (laughs) that doesn't kill you. Yes, exactly. Good point. Very good point. This show will kill you if you listen long enough. (laughs) I feel like I have throat cancer right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you sound sound like like a Everything's going to kill you, so you might as well have fun while you're dying. Thank you. (laughs) Exactly. I feel like that aunt of mine when I was about six. Hey, honey, how you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Smoking a cigarette. Good to see you again, honey. That's the best you've sounded. You should just do that voice (laughs) the whole night. Do that voice all the time. (laughs) Speaking of your voice again, Doug, Boob wanted you to say, I'm your father. I'm your father. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, France and Sweden are very strict in that matter. For example, Great Britain, Ireland, and Germany, for example, they don't have any legislation whatsoever. Uh, They just trust in the moral consensus between advertising industries and beer producers. Hey, they should take our chat room as an example (laughs) and realize that only goes so far. So, if you see the extreme between France and uh, Great Britain, for example, how are you going to find a legislation that satisfies both? countries. So yeah. that's a big pain point currently. The other one is the protection of minors. In Sweden, for example, legal drinking age is 18, but you're only allowed to buy beer and spirits at a store if you're at least 20 years old. Whereas in Italy, the legal age for purchasing drinking beers and spirits is 16. Ah. In Greece, Luxembourg and Malta, there is no age restriction for purchasing alcohol whatsoever. Fantastic. You know, but where do you go? What directions do you want to head to? I mean, is it 20 uh, years that's the reasonable or is it none? 
Nah, none. <laughs> yeah, I can send my like eight-year-old grandson out to the liquor store yeah. to buy me beer. That'd be I remember. He used to do that. Chris, I'm telling you, when I was ten and we had a little grocery store in the village I grew up, uh, my grandpa would send me and uh, have him pick up a couple of bottles of beer. Sure, thing of beer. So little Daniela, ten years old, almost uh, too short to reach up to the counter, bought beers. Yeah, I went out and bought my dad a bottle of scotch when I was seventeen. He needed scotch. Is that at the ice store? <laughs> or? It wasn't at the ice store, but it was at the same store. I would buy all my beer, uh, you know, for the weekend <laughs> and my dad's scotch on, on Tuesday. <laughs> Another one of the pain points is the legal limit in traffic. A huge gap between Great Britain Island, Cyprus, Luxembourg, where the legal uh, limit is 0.08. Uh, uh, in Estland, Croatia, Lithuania, Lithuania, Malta, and other countries, it's 0.0. Mm. Huge controversy right there. See, I don't think you could... Uh, uh, you know, we're big proponents here of, of not uh, drinking and driving and things like that. Um, our 07... The, the California limit of 07 is a pretty liberal limit, actually. There's a lot of uh, you know places where it's lower. But to have a zero... Tolerance. Tolerance? Yeah. Uh, now that's because brushing your teeth, you'll blow over a zero. I mean, you really will. Oh, Listerine. Plus, yeah. 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 Or breath mints, too. The, right. So things like that. So the zero thing is kind of, uh, it's kind of risky, I think, even to make that the law because you could uh, you end up getting people in trouble for nothing. Right. Well, it's also interesting, certain countries, like I know in Switzerland, if you get pulled over under the influence, you lose your license for life. Ah. It's not like an optional thing. It's not a one-year thing. It's just life. done. And what's yeah. the limit? It's like it's very it's low too. I think it's zero point zero five, if I remember right. I thought it was a little higher than that, but mm. I thought it was about the American standards. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's pretty amazing. Like people here fear because it's about fifteen thousand dollars worth of yeah you know, miscellaneous fines. But, but you can get like seven of them before you, uh, yeah, you know, which is ridiculous our, too. Our neighbor down in uh, off Detroit, which is a beautiful road, if you haven't been down there, yeah, um, he ran a battery, a used battery shop. So I'll tell you the kind of caliber guy he was. Yeah, um, he I think went to jail finally on his sixth or seventh <sighs> DUI. Now see, that's ridiculous. I, I actually think you should go to jail for life on your sixth or seventh DUI because that's ridiculous. I wonder how you survived that. Yeah, I, I don't know. All right, what else you got? Yeah, the biggest pain point currently, of course, is the uh, taxes on beer and alcohol. And that's been a huge discussion in Europe for the past couple of months. Um, for example, differences are really outstanding. In Germany, there is no wine tax at all, for example. Beer tax is only 10 cents per liter, whereas in Finland, the beer tax, and please sit down if you hear this, the beer tax per liter of beer is one euro and forty-three cents per liter. Per liter, wow. which is outrageous, if you ask me. Isn't that like thirty-five dollars? Uh, one forty-three is like a dollar and eighty cents. Wait, what country that is that? Close. That's in uh, Finland. Yeah, name me a commercial beer that comes out of Finland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, they don't drink it there. <laughs> yeah, they can. I mean, how do how do you afford it? Um, in Ireland, the wine tax, for example, per bottle is one euro and ninety one. Just uh, just that goes away for taxes. Yeah, but so, that's for uh, a bottle. That's still it's a high amount if you consider that in Germany there's none, and out of the sudden our uh, people should be paying two dollars per bottle for taxes. So yeah. where do you find the consensus in that matter again? Uh, the European Union now totally wants to implement uh, a mini tax rate on all kinds of alcohol, beer and wine, because it's just a very nice way to, you know, generate some good money yeah. for the for the administrations. Um, the Czech Republic, um, as a leader, and of course Germany, 
have been putting on a good fight against it and would not uh, allow this law to pass. Uh-huh. Uh, to me, uh, it's very important that uh, the European Union goes ahead and tries to find a consensus, of course, because that's what the union is for. We still have a federalistic system, just like the U.S. does. Yeah. But we, I think the European Union try, really tries to grow together and really tries to have those basic laws. I just hope they don't go the most conservative way and don't go mis- with the most uh, punishing thing for people. Like, if they would always go for the extremes, drinking age up to 20, tax mm-hmm. $2 per bottle, and so on, that would be very unfortunate for the country who have been good for yeah. a very long time without those very strict laws. Now, will the Luftwaffe be involved <laughs> in this? Uh, if you ask, ask another question, it's going to be involved tonight for you. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I kind of like the idea of uh, you know the countries, even though they're in the, in the Union, uh, retaining some autonomy. And I think that uh, liquor laws could be one of those things because I think that different societies uh, grow up with it differently and use it differently. And a 16-year-old drinking age in one country, which might be fine, could actually be devastating to the youth of another country. So I really don't like the idea of a blanket um, kind of authority. Right. I mean, the European Union just tries not to make too many exceptions. Um because then you could apply this for almost everything. Nice. Because it is a bunch of, it's 25 countries that basically have nothing in common with each other other than being European countries. Mm-hmm. And you're mm-hmm. trying to bring them under one blanket. Mm. If you make exceptions, you're going to have them all over the place. Yeah. I agree. I like it too. I like in America that you have different law, you can have different laws in California than in Pennsylvania, depending on what the government thinks is best for the people yeah. in California and Pennsylvania. I think European Union should be the same way. It's just not what they want to be. Yeah. They're not going to let uh, Switzerland decide and all that, right? Because then a uh, decision will never get made. <laughs> That's true. We're neutral. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. And that is Daniela's World, Vigorosely. Another fantastic job. You've done some great, some good work on your Vigorosleys lately, you. Daniela. And, and we appreciate it. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's Beer Jeopardy to register to win a conical. And uh, Doc's going to buzz in with his crazy voice. That's his buzzer. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hang in there. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Coming this Christmas. It began life in the very bowels of the earth. A ferrous chromium alloy melted in an electric furnace at temperatures exceeding 1300 degrees Celsius. It has nearly 80 millimeters of sanitary welds. Tensile strength, 579 megapascals. A milliliter capacity of more than 46,000. Its lid seals with a superhuman ethylene propylene dyeing monomer gasket. Its racking arm rotating. Its dump valve full port. Yeast and tube collect down a slope of precisely 60 degrees. 
standing more than 30 American inches tall. It's the Brewing Network's Conical Christmas Giveaway, sponsored by Beer, Beer, and More Beer at morebeer.com and HCA Industries at hcaind.com. Listen now through December 10th for your chance to register to win one of two B3 Conical Fermenters on the Brewing Network.
folks. Now the fun begins. One of my favorite parts of the Brewing Network, one of the most uh, fun things we get to do, is Beer Jeopardy. So we thought we'd do Beer Jeopardy to register one of our listeners today to win a conical in the Brewing Network's Conical Christmas, brought to you by Beer, Beer, and More Beer and HCA Industries. Of course, at morebeer.com and hcaind.com. Both have generously donated a conical, which gives us two conicals to give away. We'll be giving it away on December 17th, and we're registering folks between now and uh, December 10th is the last day we'll be registering. So the first part of our competition today will happen through Beer Jeopardy. And here is how you're going to get to be a contestant on Beer Jeopardy. I'll do. I I gotta. I always have to figure out how to uh, say them in in such an in such an order that uh, that we don't get bombarded. We'll do the chat first. Okay. Have you already described the rules to the chat? Okay. So if you're in the chat room, um, we are going to be registering two people from the chat. When Daniela types the word "start" into the chat, uh, the first person to say either Doc. Or Chris, because Chris Graham from Beer, Beer, More Beer is here with us. He's going to be playing for you, and Doc will play for you. So, Daniela, whenever you're ready to type in that word, it's on your cue. I don't want to say it over the air. So, from here, whenever you're ready, you can type in the word start. As soon as you see it, uh, type in Chris or Doc. The other way we're going to do it, and feel free to start as soon as you hear me say it. Caller number nine will be a contestant. So, caller number nine, 888-401-BEER. Call in now. The ninth caller will be a contestant on uh, Beer Jeopardy. And finally, the first person to Skype me at Brewing Network is our Skype name. Brewing Network, the first successful connection I receive through Skype, will also be playing Beer Jeopardy with us. So those are the ways uh, that all of you are going to get to compete. 888-401-BEER is the number, caller number nine. Danielle is working with the chat room now to get our two contestants from there. And you can Skype me. So we'll have uh, four chances to uh, register during uh, just this part of the game. While we're waiting for you folks to do that, uh, we're starting to taste our Christmas beers and uh, kind of... Uh, win- holiday beers. Our ho- sorry, our holiday beers. Uh, and uh, sort of holiday beer, winter warmer, uh, the whole genre is actually going to be our beer topic for today. Do you know how many years I've been corrected on that damn thing? What, holiday? Holiday. Because I, I always say Christmas beers. Oh, me too. They're not Christmas cards anymore. Yeah, they're, they're, they're holiday, holiday cards. <laughs> yeah. And that say Merry Christmas. <laughs> that say yeah. Merry Christmas, exactly. <laughs> no, one year I put out, um, what was it, uh, uh, what was the one card I put out? It was, uh, it was Happy. Wow, not only is his voice no, gone, my, my his brain, brain went with it. Been deleted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Phil, are you there? Phil Brazil, are you there, buddy? All right, I'm not getting you. I'm going to take the first successful connection. And uh, happy Kwanzaa, that's what it was. Bill, are you there? I'm here. There he is. How are you, Bill? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Okay, you can now stop Skyping me, everybody, because we have our Skype contestant. Yeah, Bill. Bill, where are you calling from? Las Vegas, Nevada. Ooh. All right. Little uh, Sin City contestant going on here. You gotta turn your volume down behind you if you could too, please. Got it. Alright, so hang on the line. We're still looking for our phone call contestant, and caller number nine is gonna be registered to do it. So which beer is this one? 
Happy Claus Holiday Hale. <laughs> That's a nice name. <laughs> smells a bit like feet. Mm. Yeah, it's, it smells a lot like feet. Yeah, and it tastes a lot of ginger. Guess who has the foot fetish here? <laughs> you two. Yeah, we're all we're both silent. <laughs> All right, and I think we now have our caller that's going to play, too, so we can get into the game, and then we'll get into these holiday beers when we come back. It's hard to register to uh, qualify people in uh, ten different ways <laughs> all at the same time. Caller, are you with us? Yeah. Who are we talking to? It's Patrick. Patrick. Where are you calling from? Uh, Springfield, Illinois. All right. Wow, we're running the gamut here. I like it. Let me make sure I got everybody here. So we got uh, Patrick from Illinois. We got Bill from Vegas. And do we have our chat room contestants now, Daniela? We do have those two. Who do we um, have? It's Impala. Okay. Chris is going to be playing for Impala. Right. Sorry, Impala. <laughs> and Doc, a.k.a. Darth Vader, is going to be playing for Kilroy. All right, cool. And what's our Skypey's um, contestant's name? Bill. Our uh, Skype <laughs> is that's Bill. Bill. So we got Impala, Kilroy, Bill, and Patrick. Yes. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. You guys, uh, have you heard us do Beer Jeopardy before? Callers on the line with us. Yeah. yeah. All right. See, so you know the rules. Yeah. All right. Uh, the chat room, folks, uh, you better hope that, uh, that Doc's gonna play better than he sounds. Uh, Chris wanted us to say that he's feeling real dumb today. So, uh, you might be at a slight disadvantage with either one of those two. I'm not afraid. The Sharks won six to one last night. I mean, come on. You were having a good time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All I'm right. I'm feeling extra dumb. <laughs> oh, I'm super dumb <laughs> So, Doc, you just have to make some weird noise with yourself. That's your buzzer. <laughs> I can't even make a noise. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Chris Graham, what show your buzzer be for the day? Um, hmm. Yours is conical. Since you were ni- yeah, that's your buzzer for the day. Uh, you were nice enough to donate one, so conical for you. Um, let's see, Bill, uh, you got to yell. Jackpot is your buzzer. Got it. All right, and uh, Patrick, I don't know what the hell happens in Illinois. Uh, land of Lincoln, Lincoln, Lincoln. There you go. Lincoln. You can yell Lincoln. Justin, uh, just one quick question. It's only going to be one uh, person we're going to register through this beer Jeopardy now, right? Yes, only the winner. We'll register. Okay. Yeah. So we still have one more registration to go then tonight. Yes. That we'll is going to be announced after the Beer Jeopardy. Uh, correct. All right. After the break, we'll come back and announce Got it all straightened out here. All right. I got a beer in one hand. I got the categories in front of me. Uh, here we go. There are four categories today, folks. They are uh, The point system is 100 through 400 points, as usual. You can pick them in any order. The categories are old beer. That's one. Pour me a beer. That's the second category. The third category is in the company of beer. You guys see a theme going here? And the uh, fourth category is going to be beer animals. Beer animals. All right. So I hope you folks uh, that are playing on on the phones here wrote those down. And uh, let's see. I'm going to go ahead and give the uh, pick of the litter to Bill from Las Vegas. He was our first one to uh, get on board here. So uh, you have control of the board, Bill. How about uh, pour me a beer? Okay, for how many points? One, two, three, or four hundred? Four. Going right for the big gun, pour me a beer. The question is, Iron City Beer was the brand chosen to test market which beverage innovation? I hear some Google typing going on over there. Yeah. Cheater. Which Um, beverage innovation? A can. 
Be more specific. Uh, aluminum can. <laughs> Sarah, that there's a wooden can. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to accept that just yet. Go ahead. Was that uh, was it, Patrick? Go ahead. Go ahead, Patrick. How about the uh, pop top? That's correct. The tab opening aluminum cans. Uh, Iron City Beer was chosen way back in the day to uh, test the first ones. That is 400 points for Bill from Illinois, and you have control of. Uh, sorry, Patrick from Illinois, and Patrick, you have control of the board. How about uh, 300? Same category. Pour me a beer for 300 points. Do bubbles in a glass of Guinness go up or down? Doc, go ahead. Down. No. Bubbles don't go up. They can the cascade. Lincoln. Lincoln. Up. No. <laughs> both. Yes. <laughs> Who you said gave both? A, you, gave a, you gave two options. <laughs> yeah. It's a trick question. What do you want? <laughs> or it or means one or the other. Yeah. Who was that that did the both? I did. Who's I? I did twice, though. No points for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, Patrick, you retain control of the board. All right, 200, same category. Watch out for the sneaky ones, everybody. What is the official name of a pump-like tap for drawing beer from a cask? Go ahead, Doc. Beer engine. Correct. It is a beer engine. How many points for Dr. Scott? 200 points for Dr. Scott. 200. And he has control of the board. Uh, Let's try something new. Let's go in the company of beer, 300. 300 points in the company of beer. Stop it. What beer is, quote, pure Texan beer? Jackpot. Go ahead. Lone Star? That's correct. Lone Star. So that's Bill. How many points for Bill? That is 300 points. Putting him on the... And give you control of the board, Bill. Go ahead, please. How about uh, beer animals for 100? Beer animals for 100 points. Uh, I think it's 1989. Me right here, Daniela. Eighty-four. Thank you. That in 1984, Anheuser Busch introduced. Thi- Go ahead. Pitbull. No, sir. Introduced this slithering malt liquor. Anheuser Busch introduced this slithering malt liquor. Conical. Go ahead, Chris. Cobra. Uh, Doc. Keep going. <laughs> Go ahead, Doc. King Cobra. King Cobra. Oh, yes. So it's that is 100 points for Dr. Scott. 100 points for Dr. Scott, and you have control of the board, well, let's Doc. Let's go Beer Animals, 300. 300 points, Beer Animals. Oh, dear. <laughs> <sighs> you want me to read it? Yeah, maybe you ought to read this. I can't <laughs> read <Vigorously>. it. <laughs> yes, All right. That's something to do with Vigorously. Sasha, the cartoon beer bear, liked to dance around in a pastoral setting while the land of sky blue waters jingle was sung in the background. Which brewery were the commercials Lincoln. for? Doc. Lincoln, you were first. Corey. No. Oh, I don't know. Doc, you, you go ahead. Bush. No. Can I go again? Uh, wait for the other two. See if they buzz in. Anybody want to take a guess? Nothing. Damn. Nope. Okay. No points. Doc. No points. I mean... Who's who said the last word? Sorry, huh? Who said the last I word? It. What are you talking about? Didn't somebody just said so- say th- something? Hams? I don't think so. Olympia. 
Well, you're all too late now. I already said no points. Oh. <laughs> I didn't say hams either. Someone else oh. did. I'm just I repeating. Did. I'm stuck That's on stupid. I thought I, I, thought I heard, heard hams. Uh, somebody said it. All right. You want to give him points? No, he said it after he guessed three other ones. Yeah, it was my second guess. No points. No points. But, Patrick, I'll give you control of the board just for the hell of it. Uh, what is it? Uh, old beer? What's that? Like 200? Is that available? Uh, sure. Yeah, nobody's picked old beer yet. So, old beer for 200 points. This one is multiple choice, so you may want to wait. <laughs> In what decade did Chimay become the first Trappist monastery to release its beer for public sale? Was it A, in the 1840s, B, in the 1850s, C, in the 1860s, or D, in the 1870s? I'll go last. I'm bound to win this. Chris, <laughs> you have to say your buzzword. I know. I said I'm going last. Oh, you're not going to go. I said, <laughs> okay. Lincoln, go ahead. I'll say 1870s. No. Doc. Doc, go ahead. 1850s. No. Conical. Go ahead. 1840s. No. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I was going to lose this. Jackpot, you want to buzz in? (laughs) Go go ahead, Jackpot. You got to say it, man. Oh, you lost line. You got to be paying attention. (laughs) Oh, Jackpot got dropped. Did you get dropped out? Yeah, he's not on my Skype anymore. He's oh. yelling it right now. 1830s, 1830s! <laughs> Where is he? He's gone all together. Uh, hang on, I'm looking. His wife caught him. Yeah. <laughs> I said no more Brewing Network. Wait, hang on, i got to find him here. Poor guy. He's like, he's going nuts right now. Got to call me back, Bill, because I don't see you on my list here, so I can't call you back. Um, wow, that's a bummer. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Um, I'll give him the points for that. <laughs> yeah, let's give him the points. All right, you were going to give him the points, but Bill, you got to find a way to call us back on Skype here. Otherwise, uh, he can't. He turned down his radio. Otherwise we're in if big he trouble. never comes back, can I have his points? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I need help. Well, that's two hundred <laughs> points for Bill because there's no way he could have gotten it wrong unless he wasn't listening. And we'll go ahead and give it to him. All right. And uh, we'll give Chris Graham control of the board. All right. What were we just on? Oh, uh, let's do beer animals. For what's left on that? 200 or 400? 200. Okay. Uh, should I read it without Bill? Are you, I don't know. I, give so him a sort of, to... I want to give him 30 seconds or da, so. Da, Maybe we can have Doc sing a song while we're waiting. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. Doc, you got any old favorites? <laughs> Show us your talent, Doc. Yeah, really. How about some titties and beer here, Doc? Titties and beer. <laughs> That's so creepy. Titties and beer. <laughs> that hurts. Hmm. Is Bill back? He's not back, and I'll tell you, I'm tempted. Uh, wait, here he comes, Bill. Yeah. What happened, buddy? I have no idea. Oh. Okay. Well, we we gave you 200 points. <laughs> oh, thanks. So, <laughs> and we're about to ask another question. Okay. So just be ready. Here we go. This California-based brewery made a hawk their mascot. Duck. Go ahead, Doc. Um, Red Dill. No. Conical. Go ahead. Mendocino Brewing Company. Correct. You are on the right track, Doc. Is that 200 points for Chris? 200 points. Make it 600. <laughs> and not even that would help. And Chris uh, keeps control of the board. Let's uh, finish up on the beer animals. For 400 points, Robert Kane Brewery incorporated this mystical creature in the name of their seasonal brown ale. Seasonal brown ale. Lincoln, go ahead. I have no idea, but I'm going to say uh, unicorn. No. Jackpot, go ahead. 
That's what I was going to say. Uh, Conical. Conical, go ahead. Dragon. That's correct. It was for Kane's Dragon Head, and it was a dragon. I've never even heard of this brewery. <laughs> I think it's Dragon Hard, actually. Uh, dragon yeah, good enough. Nice. Yeah. How many yeah. points for Conical here? 400 points. Ooh, yeah. Cleaning up the beer animals. Can we get a list of uh, our scores? Have you tallied them? We can. Just give me a second. All right, I'll move on, and you can tell us um, who got that. Chris got that. Chris, you still have control of the board. Go ahead. Give me some of the other categories. <laughs> Old beer, pour me a beer, or in the company of beer? In the company of beer. 100, 200, or 400? 400. 400. Oh, he's looking to really get a big yeah. lead here. What are the points? You got him. I'll keep going. Okay, multiple choice. How much of its own beer does a bar or restaurant need to brew and serve on Doc. site? Go ahead. 100 gallons per month. <laughs> To be qualified as a brew pub, I'm going to give you a second chance, Doc, because I probably should have been more specific. Uh, what percent of its own beer needs to be done on site to be con- to be qualified as a brew pub? Ten percent. Okay, and did he get that's, it? No, that's not right, and it is multiple choice. Okay, so it's a fifteen percent. B, 25%, C, 50%, or D, 75%. Jackpot, go ahead. 25%. That is correct. 25% has to be brewed on premise to be considered a brew pub. That's 400 points for Bill. 400 for Bill. Yes. Wow. And, Bill, you now have control of the board. How about uh, old beer for 100? All right. Let's see what we got here. What European brewery produces Jahrhundert? Jahrhundert. That's pretty close to right, right, Daniela? Jahrhundert. Yeah, that helped. <laughs> what European brewery produces Jahrhundert? Conical. Go ahead. Carlsberg. No. <laughs> no points lost, and I'm going to shut it down before it's Google worthy because the Doc. two contestants here can't Google. Go ahead, Doc. Spot. No. The answer is Iinger. Uh-huh. Iinger mm. produces Jahrhundert. No points. And um, That's a pretty quirky name for a beer, actually. Bill, you still have control of the board. How about old beer for two? Uh, how about three? Oh, three, okay. <laughs> you, sir, have reached the Daily Doppel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anybody can chime in, but it's for 600 points, and it's a bit off topic. What is unique about Clay Henry Jr.? What is unique about Clay Henry Jr.? Doc. Go ahead, Doc. I know nothing about him. That's unique. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not the answer we're looking for. I thought someone would really know this. <laughs> it's never yeah. been in my kitchen. <laughs> Go ahead, Lincoln. He's a drinking goat. That's right. He's a beer-drinking goat. Clay Henry that Jr. had to been Google. Yeah, <laughs> There's no way. No, I thought it. Uh, well, I'll only give you 300 points because I know you Google. So 300 to Bill? Yes. No, that was Lincoln. So, so to that Patrick. was Patrick. Yes. Yeah. And Patrick, I take control of the board away from you for cheating also. <laughs> <laughs> and I give it to Dr. Scott. <laughs> um, old beer for 400. All right. Old beer for 400 points. i got to put like a 10-second rule on these <laughs> things. What beer was the precursor to Budweiser as the Anheuser-Busch flagship brand from the 1860s to the early 1900s? Doc. What was the name of the beer? Go ahead. Bush. No. 
It was their flagship beer and the precursor to Budweiser from Anheuser-Busch. Comical. Go ahead. Keystone? No. How cool would that be, though? Yeah. <laughs> Either of you two want to chime We're in? We're Googling. Yeah, I hear, I hear click, click, I'm click, not, click, not click. Googling. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll give it a guess. How Go about, ahead. Uh, um, I have no idea. <laughs> the answer is St. Louis Lager. Oh, jeez. Oh. It was originally known as St. Louis Lager before they made it Budweiser Man, it's in the hard. early 1900s. For the mountains yeah. of St. Louis The Lager. stakes are high. Yes, they are. All right, Doc, you still have control of the board. Uh, There's two categories left. In Poor the company of beer, uh, 200. You got it. What beer incorporated their often won award as part of their label? Uh, Lincoln. Go ahead. Heineken. No. They're often won award as part of their label. Like, uh, I got uh, Doc. Doc, go ahead. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Correct. Pabst Blue Ribbon. After winning the Blue Ribbon a couple of times, they decided just to name the beer that. Uh, as the lore goes, it was partly just to spite uh, Budweiser because they were real pissed that uh, they lost the best beer in the world to <laughs> Pabst. So they were like, yeah, well, we're going to name our beer that then. <laughs> would, would Drake's IPA work too? Uh, no. <laughs> How many they have their gold medal. That was 200 points. For Dr. Scott. For Dr. Scott, who's doing very well today. No, no, I'm not. No, he's not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Go ahead, Doc. You still have control of the board. There's two left. Uh, pour me a beer. Pour for me 100. a beer for 100 points. The average wide mouth pint glass used to serve beer in the U.S. is actually called a... That wide mouth pint glass that most beer is served at a U.S. bar is actually a. Jack glass. Go ahead, Bill. A Pilsner glass? No. It's actually j- almost the opposite. It's the wide mouth glass. Lincoln. Go Schooner. ahead. Sorry? Is it a schooner? No. Doc. Go ahead. Oh, glass. No. Conical? I almost want to accept schooner, but it's a. Go ahead, Chris. I have no idea. Mug. It's a mixer. It's a mixing glass. It was just a, it was, it's always used. In fact, we have a bartender in the room here too. Dr. Scott's brother has joined us in the studio. And, uh, I'm right. It's a, it's, a, it's a, actually a mixer. Yet, he's shaking his head yes. I'm not just making this up. Um, <laughs> but, uh, for some reason, most of the U.S. has adopted it as a, uh, beer drinking, uh, vessel. Uh, good effort, everybody. Dr. Scott, the last question here. You don't even have to choose. It's still under in the company of beer. What drinking game did Anheuser-Busch stop marketing after discovering... Did someone already chime in jackpot? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Beer pong? Correct. They stopped marketing after realizing that some people were imbibing with beer instead of water. (laughs) <laughs> as the uh, official rules so I play with. stated. So that's 100 points to Bill. Daniela, what's our tally? Just give me a second so I can calculate the numbers here. I hope we have a tie because I have a good bonus question. We too. don't. Oh, damn it. <laughs> In well, last place, it's... The tie for last place. Dr. Scott oh, for Kilroy. Kilroy. 500 points. Sorry, brother. Second place, it's uh, Chris Conical with 600 points for Impala. Sorry, Impala. Oh, wow. I told you the in-studio guys were going to be a disadvantage. Third place, or no, I should say the 
the second place actually. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep second best person in the game <laughs> was Patrick uh, with oh. 700 points. Ah, oh, very close, Patrick, which yeah, makes. I should have, I should have a thousand. <laughs> and the, the person who registered for the conical giveaway is Bill with 1,000 points. So even yes. if you wouldn't have given him the 200 points, he still would have won the game. Oh, I see. So even with that, uh, Lincoln, mm-hmm. sorry, buddy. <laughs> Congratulations, Bill. You're qualified. Yeah. That's great. I appreciate it. All right. Hang on the line. Lincoln, thanks very much, brother. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. Take care. Mm-hmm. And, uh, hey, hey, Bill, here's what you got to do. You got to email Daniela at thebrewingnetwork.com with your information, and we'll get you registered. Fantastic. Bill, that's one L only, Daniela. Yes. D-A-N-I-E-L-A. How many people are going to be registered by the time this thing's done? I think we counted... I think um, 12, right? Not counting me. The 12 days of Christmas? Thanks, Bill. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you. Um, No, it ended up being uh, 15. 15, yeah. yeah. Because there's uh, 10 10 live listeners will register, five podcast users will register, and five people just naming the show will register. Isn't that 20? Oh, it might be 20. Oh, it is? Yeah. Nice counting skills there. Whatever the, have, whatever the rules say down. that I haven't read, uh, that's what it is. I thought cool. I was slow today. It's actually written down right in front of me, too, but uh, I thought I'd try to just read it off the top of my head. So, we got one person. What else are we going to play tonight? I'll tell you after the break. When we come back, find out uh, the next way to register during today's live show, and also we'll talk about how you're going to register as a podcast uh, listener, and we're going to start talking about our winter warmers. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're tuned to the Brewing Network. Hang in there. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. In a world where beer was king. Uh, no in a world, Push. What do you mean, no in a world? This is a commercial for the Brewing Network's Conical Christmas giveaway. Oh, okay. In a land that... Uh, no in a land either. In a time. In a time? In a land before time. Look, this is a commercial to inform the listeners of the upcoming Conical Christmas giveaway. One man. No. When your life is no longer your own. What does that mean? When everything you know is wrong. That's wrong. In an outpost. It's a giveaway. On the edge of space. They're giving away two conicals. A girl. No. Two girls. Just tell them to listen to the Brewing Network every week between now and December 10th to register to win one of two conicals donated by Beer Beer and More Beer and HCA Industries. Now. What is wrong with you? More than ever. Stop it. A renegade cop. I a robot renegade cop. You're fired. You're fired. No, you're actually fired. I'm fired. Get out of the booth, Bush. No, I like it in here. The Brewing Network Comical Christmas Giveaway. Keep listening for your chance to win. I'm on. Thank God, not a moment too soon. Oh, oh, mm. There's no one in the room, right? No. All right. That's a really hard line. <laughs> you wrote it. Was with the Abacast Dream. God damn it. Oh, these are really hard. I'm just going to have to do this a bunch of times. Who wrote this shit? You know what? Go ahead and start me over. 
and just trash that trash that whole take. Hit that fucking whirlpool, Viga Rosley. Holy shit! I need some air. Damn! I used will not proof in my. Oh, oh my god! I'm so white. Okay. Proof and fucking boobs being rude, and my kid pulled a leg out to say that a whole lot faster. This whole chat room, I want now. Justin, shit, that's a lot of words. 50G, why don't you push eject me? I'm screaming Gucci when D pushes me off the screen. Ow. I'm screaming Gucci when D pushes me off the screen. Jim, blah, blah. That's the end of that. Then we're off into the pseudo chorus. Shit, I just got booted out of the chat room. Uh, I was so in the groove on the last one. That was crap. Holy shit, I just got booted out of the fucking chat room. <laughs> Did you have to laugh? Sweet shit that likes life and arrow big. Damn, play you still not proof and I'm a <sighs> out of air. Doc's little voice in my ear screaming. I realize that I'm missing two whole bars of lyrics. Damn, play you still not proof and fucking boobs being rude, my kid. <gasps> I, that one's impossible. <laughs> think I can't think, but then I hear Doc's little voice in my ear. This is where it just goes falls apart. I don't know how this worked in my head. <laughs> Motherfucker, drink. Drink. Oh man, it's yeah. That always kind of irked me. The you're this guy like Dream! that part's easy. It's how do I fit all that other crap in there? All right, that's probably good enough for now. Na- oh, that's funny. Is that you? Oh, that's me. Shit. I'm throwing down an angry rap song. Oh, what time is it? Probably within the next twenty minutes. I love you, sweetie. Okay, running out of time. Just got booted out of the chat room. That's the gay version. Okay, don't even think about putting that on there. <laughs> this is just pathetic, isn't it? Look at the two jerk-offs. Too bad I don't have, like, a good ripping fart right now or something. Wait, uh, I'm actually touching cloth. <laughs> Doc's little voice in my head screaming! Are you going to have to burn him, man? LJP. <coughs> it really sounds like I'm not in the pot, doesn't it? What? I think it does. Oh, let's just defend. Take a crap. I'm out. What's your least favorite beer? And Corona. Really? You don't like Corona? <laughs> Is Corona, well, Corona advertised on this show? Oh, they do. I disagree with you. <laughs> hey, Corona's magnificent. Why don't you like Corona? Because it just tastes like uh, corny sort of water, you know? That's great. They'll be happy that I followed up with why don't you like it. <laughs> Well, I guess I won't be on the show again. But... No, 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 you'll be on the show again. I don't think Corona will be back. Uh... The Brewing Network, saving your life, one beer at a time. All right, well, that was exhausting. Not the break, but the, the Jeopardy organizing contestants for that. That's probably our. Uh... Yeah. My, <laughs> my nipples are going to be hard the rest of the night. Wow. That, that, that is a sound clip you all want to keep right there. In that voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know my nipples are going to be hard all night long. And people have 
issues with the content? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I told you I'd let you know how we're going to register our next user, uh, but we won't be doing it till uh, till closer to the end of the show. Okay. Uh, but we will be. It'll be a call in registration. So get yourselves ready for that. And uh, we're just going to do a caller number. We're going to make it real simple. Uh, I got several emails about um, kind of the way contests uh, they go and. We're trying to really change things up uh, week to week. We did sit down and think about all the problems we face because we have three audiences um, to deal with. Uh, we have chat room users, we have regular live listeners, and we have archive podcast users. And each one of them requires a different form of competition in order to be fair and get everybody registered. So we're going to move away from trivia um, for a couple of things. So one of them will be just to call in uh, later on during the show. We'll give you a caller number. Uh, I'll tell you when we're going to do that. And uh, that way it's just kind of a random thing. And you podcasters this week, if you're just tuning in one Wondering how you're going to win uh, for the podcast, we came up with a cool game uh, where we want to, uh, we're going to come up with a top ten list. Okay, so you're all going to send in your reasons that Jamil Zainashef is sexier than Pamela Anderson. <laughs> wow. Okay, so it's not a first come surf, first serve basis. You don't have to be the first one to listen to the podcast, like you've had to have been the last couple weeks. And then, of course, you had to figure out the trivia. All you got to do is send in your ideas. Uh, send us your top ten list of the top ten reasons you think that Jamil Zainashef is sexier than Pamela Anderson. Is a comical really worth that? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're looking ten for reasons. <laughs> ten. We're looking for a little creativity here. And uh, we're going to go ahead and vote on uh, which which uh, list we think is is the. So best. everybody has to submit ten reasons, yeah, or ten people reasons. just have to submit one, and we build a top ten. Well, then we have ten people that register, and we don't have room for ten people to register. We only have room for one registrant. Mm. So everyone has to come up with a top ten list. The best top ten list. Uh, will be the registrant for you podcast users for this week. That would be easy on me. So you can send that to conical at thebrewingnetwork.com. That's C-O-N-I-C-A-L. Conical at thebrewingnetwork.com. And send us your top ten reasons you think Jamil Zanishev is sexier than Pamela Anderson. And uh, we'll read a bunch of them on the air because I think it'll be fun. I think what we'll do is we'll take like the ten individual best and make our own top ten list from all you listeners just for the hell of it because I think there's going to be some really good ones. But Whoever has, you know, the most really good ones, and we'll vote on it here, will be uh, this week's podcast. I'm they're not really, they're not really the same category. Like he'd be closer to like, why is he similar to Michael Jackson? It's not similar. It's more, sexier. But that's not funny. <laughs> no, no. I'm, not, I'm talking the singer, not the beer guy. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It would be easier to do. I wanted people to have to think about it, and I wanted it to be kind of uh, ridiculous as I'm, well. I'm telling you, I'm getting good ones already. <laughs> right. I, you chatters might want to hold on to those and not just give them out. Uh, so that's what we'll do. And we won't be announcing the winner of that competition until we come back after the Thanksgiving holiday. So hang in there. If you don't get responses from me when you send in the conical, that's because I'm not responding to anybody. Um, and uh, we just we always announce the winners on the following show. So just hang in there for that. And that's how we're going to do it. Okay, let's get to the good stuff and start talking about beer. Uh, beer. We're talking uh, holiday beers. Uh, for, I'm going to take this call. Yeah. Just, just do it real quick. Okay. Did I hang up on him? Are you there? I'm here. Hey, Bob, what do you want, brother? Hey, speaking of holiday beers. Yes. The, uh, the Forum Holiday Secret Santa Beer Exchange. Oh, yes. Thank you. Go ahead. Uh, www.bubweb.com 
slash Secret Santa. You sign up there, uh, you'll get the name of some mope, and somebody will get your name, and you know, send them a couple of beers, and uh, happy birthday, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> happy Kwanzaa, Jesus, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, and we did this, uh, what, during the summer? Was it like June? Yeah, it was Christmas uh, in it July. It was the 4th of July. Uh, July. Uncle Sam. That's Chris- right. Christmas in July. <laughs> so we did that, and now we're doing the uh, the holiday one. You need to, what's the uh, registration deadline? Uh if I remember right, it's December eighth. I mean, I totally sparked on it, so it's a short, short one this year. Um, my wife's used to that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah, get in there, sign up. It's not a big deal. You just got to send two twelve ounces or a or a single twenty two ounce bomber. Yeah, um, or the equivalent, or you can always send more. You know, case be Christmas nice. keg, sure. Yeah. And the whole idea is that everyone gets to try different beers from different regions and different home brews. No, no, it's home brew. It's home brew. It's still from different regions, my brother. It's, it's yeah, not well, all coming yeah, from okay. the same state. Uh, so uh, you, you get to see what everybody's doing uh, in your community here and, and sample uh, theirs, and they're sampling yours, and you never know who's you're going to get, and it's kind of fun. So bubweb.com slash Secret Santa, right? Exactly. There you go. So check it out, and it's a good thing that Bub's put together for us, and we appreciate it. Hey, Bub, I just muted you in the chat. <laughs> Bub's not allowed to chat anymore. <laughs> I, I thought I was a good guy. Was I a bad guy last week? It's just a random act of power. That's <laughs> <laughs> a, a German in her. Early, earlier on, I said, I'm sorry, Bub. Yeah. <laughs> I feel sorry for Bub because she'd be the first one that he's going to hit. Uh, do, uh, 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 do use your other power on him, too. Yeah, I'm trying to. Because <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> the Wonder Twin power. I'll tell you what, Bub, it's funny because as we were setting up these moderator rules, you're the only one we thought of the whole time. We are like, how fun is it going to be to use this on Bub? All right. Yeah. The one guy that was barely even in the chat last week, and I'm going to get all the crap. Yeah. Crimea River. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Hopefully you uh, sign up there, Daniela. I I hear some infected beers coming her way. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Boop. All right. Bye. Right on. Uh, bubweb.com slash secret santa check it out and it's our beer exchange all the rules are there if you didn't catch it you can do that there okay our uh, holiday beers we want to talk about and Chris Graham is going to kind of lead off the discussion here about the two different kinds that we find when we're discussing holiday beers and and what is that Chris? You typically have I mean in general they're usually going to be a maltier beer as opposed to a hoppier beer that's a general terms though I've had different beers that have been great that have been hoppy but okay. for the most part you have your spiced beer which usually has some color to it a uh, copper color or darker um and all kinds of spices used in there commonly cinnamon allspice nutmeg vanilla those type of you, you think of like what kind of pies did grandma make what mm-hmm. spices did she use yeah. you'll find that in those beers yeah then you have your winter warmers, which are my preferred holiday beers. Yeah. A little higher in alcohol, but no real, usually no real spices used. Okay. And that would be, you know, um, locally, JJ's uh, winter beer is, is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's huge alcohol relative, 8%, 7.5 to 8%. Um, and he happens to kill it with Columbus hops on the end. Okay. But uh, then you have ones that are in between the two, too, high in alcohol and in spice. Okay. That's from uh, EJ Fair Brewery is what uh, Chris Graham's talking about, too. That, that, that Not everyone around the world knows that. Knows JJ. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, we actually also have a sample here when we start talking about those of uh, Gordon Biersch's uh, Winterbach, too. Oh, that's a beautiful um, beer. That's a great beer. And that actually brings me to a, a question, too. Um, the winter beers, either spice or, or warmers, 
are almost always ales, right? They're they're rarely lagers. Generally, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's usually you look at most seasonal beers are usually going to be ales too because yeah. I mean, let's face it, they don't want to tie up huge amounts for something yeah. they only do once a year. Sure. So just as a, I mean, just as a parameter, they sure. tend to be, and you can you can kind of kick them out early, and that's what we're hoping, you know, that you can get out of this show too, because if you do it now, you could have a good one for Christmas, right? This is, this is about the right time to do it, especially. I mean, if you're going to do a spiced beer and keep it, you know, ten fifty starting gravity, you could even wait a little longer. Okay. But if you're going to hit something ten seventy, ten seventy five, something like that, you want to, you probably actually wanted to do it a couple weeks ago, but now would be fine too. Okay. 888-401-BEER is the number if you want to ask questions. And, of course, you can go to the chat room, hit the Chat Now button on our homepage, and you can ask our questions there and, and send them through Danielle, and we'll make sure that we talk about different things. I think we should start with the spiced beers. Um, and and uh, I, I think that uh, the reason I want to start with that is because I really think it takes some time to learn and to, to talk about how to do those. And I, maybe you've all experienced this. I think anybody who's tried commercial uh, winter beers that go the spice route, you've found the ones that um, the spice is almost completely overpowering. Right, and that was the first three that we had tonight. Yeah. Okay. It was like, uh, the only one I really liked um, <coughs> excuse me, was the, um, the Marin. Okay. It tasted like a pale ale. Marine with some spices, right? Instead of a spice ale. Yeah. Uh, now, one, now, Jamil did a spice beer show, and one of the best things that he said uh, for for the whole show was, well, first that he's sexier than Pamela Anderson, <laughs> <laughs> and second was that it has to taste like beer. Yep. It still mm. has to be a beer, and I thought it was really just. I mean, it sounds like an obvious thing to say, and it sounds very basic, but uh, the more you try the spice beers, the more you get to know not everyone's is still a beer anymore. Almost, you know, it just really overpowers. Subtlety is like a key to the style of beer, in my opinion. Yeah, it's easy but to most of the spice. yeah most of the commercial beers you have a lot of times, especially local ones, tend to, they go overboard because they want you to know this is different from another beer. Yeah, but it's unfortunate because the really good ones taste like a standard beer, but just this hint of spice to it. Yeah, which is the Marin. That we have. Yeah, can you imagine an apple pie that only tasted like cinnamon? Right. Yeah. And and that's kind of no the point apples. too, because even in cooking, it's the same thing. You if you don't taste the apple, or in the pumpkin pie, that only yeah. tastes like nutmeg, you know, and yeah. not the pumpkin. And then then the other thing you want to know, and I'm sure we'll go further into this, is each spice is slightly different in terms of when to add it, how to add it, and, and is it going to be driven off if you throw it into a boil? Yeah, you know, is it an aromatic that's just going to flash right off of there? Right. Versus when you want to steep it. Okay, well, let's move our way into that, and let's start with the beer itself. Right. What's different about, say, the the malt of a of a of a spice, you know, winter beer? Anything? There doesn't really need to be something different, but most people, it's not going to be a beer that you accentuate the hops on. Not one you standardly want to be bitter. So what's the opposite of that is usually malty. So I like beers with a certain amount of crystal to them. Okay. I think crystal lends itself well, that little bit of sweetness to be balanced. I mean, just think of an apple pie when you're making this spice beer. Okay. And, and think of that sweetness needs that can handle the um, spice character to it. But if it's a bone dry beer, it, it, you're really right. not going to like that spicy character as much. Yeah. yeah. So, so just think your hops is spice. So, um, less hops, but up the spice. Yeah. You gotta have it balanced. God, this is fun. I can hear people driving right now going, God, please take this archive off. (laughs) I'm hating this too. (laughs) 
In fact, I'm going to start answering everything wrong to see if Doc will Let's come in. Yeah, so he goes, ah, that's not right. <laughs> but, um, uh, you want to add the spice after? No. <laughs> but you want to have enough malt to balance the spices. Yeah, okay. Usually it's going to be a maltier beer. Whether you do that through the mashing uh, process, which would I would say would only be part of it. I would definitely up my crystals. Um, I, I don't know. I'm kind of probably leaning heavy towards the crystals as my balance, but they seem to be the brightest, sweetest. Okay. Specialty malt, and they really balance it out well. How about on on base malt? Is there a difference between, say, British malt and and, and maybe just American two row as as a base that that lends itself better? Is there a difference there? I, I I'd probably go British pale only because I like the flavor of British pale, and it's probably going to come through more not having the hops balancing it out as much. Because my impression, the reason I ask that is, is my impression is, is in the British malts is that they also tend to be just a little sweeter in themselves. And and not a ton, but they, uh, compared to your, your regular uh, a two-row, uh, which I consider to be a little uh, malty, but not, I wouldn't say sweet. John would say biscuity. Biscuity. Biscuity, okay. yeah. Okay. I, I, the tough thing would be is the beers that are made from British malt tend to be sweeter, maltier beers. Okay. As opposed to Turo because of the style of beer you're trying to make, which doesn't have the sea hops, Cascade, Columbus, all those. Okay. So if you want more of the biscuity character, you're going to go with the Brits? I would. Yeah. Okay. If you want more of a, is it a drier character with the Turo? Than it is biscuit. More neutral. Neutral would be a better. I mean, two rows a beautiful grain. I mean, the, you know, so you can use sure. two row to do this with it. Okay. Th- there'd be nothing wrong with that. But you're going to accentuate it more with your other malts, some Caramunic, some Crystal 60, maybe even some 120. Okay. And definitely, I like Crystal 40 in it. Okay. So let's talk the crystals then, because you, what percentage of your, of your grain bill are we talking about? Oh, 100%. No, uh, <laughs> all crystal. No, uh, let's just make some example recipes. If, okay. It, you know, if someone's making a spiced beer, it doesn't need to be high gravity. So let's say you choose seven pounds of a, an extract, and if you're an all grain brewer, you know, choose whatever it takes Nine, to get to 10. 1055. Okay. Um, I would probably use, one to two pounds of specialty malt in a beer like that when making a spice ale. Okay. Um, and one to one and a half might be crystals and the rest, you know, a, a different one. Um, but in your typical one, crystal 60 is a beautiful thing. Okay. Now, in Lava Bond of your, of your crystals, because I'm getting a question through that people want to know, you know, would would you want to use a low L, a, a low Lava Bond, to not increase the color when you're adding the crystal? Well, really, most... I mean, the beers we've had tonight have actually, I think, been fairly light for holiday ales. They're usually a darker color, but, I mean, there's no style requirements for it. So it's whatever makes you happy Okay. to what you would use. But if you wanted it to stay light, you would use a lower... Of course. I mean, no matter what I did, even if it's going to be dark, I would have Crystal 40 in there. Okay. Because that's my favorite sweetening uh, grain. Okay. It's a very bright, sweet character to it and then i would probably personally put either 120 80 or 60 in there as well okay uh, so just a combination of all of it yeah too. okay and and those uh, when you get up to to the 120 are you doing that for the sweetness as well or is that for your it's color a, a different a color and sweetness and okay. it's a different sweetness it's not that bright sweetness it's more that raisiny sweetness okay and so, you, by by adding the the different the different lava bonds of crystals, you're is it, it just a complexity that exactly, you're looking for? Exactly, okay. and you could also use a Karamunic as uh, well, and that okay. also would do that for you. The same type of thing. Okay. 
it all layers it. So yeah, I just and, and was I, looking at you because I was going to ask you a question, Doc, and uh, then I thought better of it. I'm, <laughs> I'm a big fan of the uh, keep things simple. You know, I see a lot of these, and I love Special B, and I love Honey Malt, and I love Aromatic, and I love Victory, and, yeah. and I love all those malts. And I see these recipes people come up with for the holiday ales and you really never know what made the flavor for them because they use like 20 so much yeah and i mean there's nothing wrong with having fun and playing around with all that but sometimes there's something really clean and repeatable about a simpler beer recipe you might want to start with uh, one of your favorite beers that you always brew yeah and spice that okay yeah and that's kind of what i was going to ask too because i wonder if since it's a spice beer, and we all know, and we're going to get to this too, we all know how much a spice can overpower and kind of overtake the beer. Do you want it to be a more complex grain bill like you're talking about in order to counter that? Or, I mean, could you just do a two-row beer, a little bit of crystal in there, and then add your spices? Or would that not would that be too plain of a beer, I guess is what I mean. I, I would love to taste it if you do it. I mean, I, I think it'll be pretty, it'll be a pretty nice beer if you're respectful of the spices that you put in there. Okay. So, I mean, you can spice a Pilsner if you want. I mean, there's really nothing wrong with doing that. It's just, if you want to talk commercial holiday ales, you're not going to typically find that. Okay. Someone wanted me to back up a bit to the, you said you could use Caramunic uh-huh. as well if you like. Absolutely. So they want to know then if, if a low lava bond Caramunic then, um, would taste similar as a sweet, uh, similar and sweet as a, as crystal. It, it, yes, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with using both. Okay, you know, I, you could use only Caramunic, but I, I wouldn't want to use a high percentage like that. I wouldn't want to use one and a half to two pounds of just Caramunic. Okay, I try to keep uh, my adjunct grains about fifteen percent. Yeah, you, you can go a little bit more with one of these, but I wouldn't go more than you know seventeen to twenty. Okay. Probably. So 15%, you agree that's a nice average? It's a nice average. It's one thing that most extract brewers don't look at it the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't usually use the percentage rule because you're kind of using two different, using the same measurement, but two different things. Because yeah. one has a much higher lending sugar power, the extracts do. So for extract brewers, I'm a big fan on most extract beers being two pounds or less or and under per five gallons. Okay. And this happens to be one of the ones that usually pushes the two pounds or more. Okay. I gotcha. Okay. So there's your, your general uh, grain bill, that, what, what Chris Graham would do. Now uh, that's on a spiced style. On a spiced one, of course. And yeah. we'll move – we'll go ahead. I think we, we'll go ahead and, and kind of go all the way through spice and then move into the winter sure. warm. And, and the spice ones are usually pretty easy. I mean, you don't want a defining yeast character in there. You don't want – usually on a spice – because you, the spices are making the flavor, so you're not going to use a highly phenolic yeast strain normally. Okay. You're going to use a, a clean, fast finishing 001, 002. The Cal which, Ales. Yeah, 1056, yeah. 1968. Okay. Those strains, which are quick, easy, usually readily available to the brewer. Okay. Um, fast finishers. If you want some unique beers, yeah, some of the Brit, uh, uh, Belgian strains are beautiful in Christmas sales. Or holidays, sorry. But, uh, yes. not, not commonly Quanta found. Ales. Yes. <laughs> we should have that as the third category. Yeah. At the end. The weird yeah. beers. Right. Weird beers. I want you to have a B3 recipe that's Kwanzaa beer. Because <laughs> you have like your Christmas ale or, what do you guys call it? Cause you never, is it, it's now the holiday? Yeah. Was it, did it used to be a Christmas? Oh yeah. <laughs> and did you actually get complaints about it? Never from a customer, okay. from an employee. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Did he want it to be the Kwanzaa ale? 
Uh, no, no, okay. <laughs> Want it to be the Hanukkah ale? Yeah. <laughs> Good guy. Why can't you have one of each? I mean, just put them all, it's the same recipe, just label it different. There you go. <laughs> you know? What would you like? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I don't celebrate this ale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, the, it doesn't mean anything to me, <laughs> ale. That's fine too. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> okay. How about, um, so y- I want, go ahead. Oh, so let's just finish it. Oh, we talked. We talked yeast. Let's talk hops a little bit. That's what I want to talk yeah. about. Exactly. Oh, because no. before we go to spice, I think it's important to realize how much of that sweetness we're going to balance with bitterness. Yeah. So on the bitterness, I would keep it low. I'd keep it you know, 20 IBUs, lower, um, neutral. Uh, I love Magnum for that, where it's just kind of a clean background bitterness as opposed to some of the more aggressive ones out there. Um, but there's no no reason not to use, say, like uh, – uh, Got him blanking right now. Northern Brewer okay. or, or hop like that as well. But really, if you're going to use any kind of flavor aroma, you want to be real respectful of the spices. You know, per five gallons, I'd use no more than a half an ounce of each. And I'd do something like a Willamette, um, that uh, Liberty Willamette, those type hops, which don't tend to be overpowering in the citrusy area. Okay. Or you could go um, the other route, uh, do um, like a Haller Tower. Sure. Yeah, sure. The, the noble, noble, hops, yeah. noble, clean, maybe a little bit of minty and spicy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, keep it subtle as opposed to real aggressive. Right. Just stay away from. I mean, generally, I like to use the word the sea hops as as <laughs> all your real citrusy style hops, and that's not saws, by the way. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. So light on the hops. What'd you say? Twenty. I, I'd probably go twenty. It depends or, on the you know the gravity. Sure. sure. Okay. So, All right, no more of, than one to one. Okay, okay. I, I have a, a caller as a gravity a question. Actually, Wichita, you got a question for us? Yeah, I, I was wondering if there is, you know, what sort of considerations we need to take into account with regards to what gravity we're shooting for, in ter- uh, as to what we're going to add in terms of our spicing. Okay. It's a good question. Yeah. Because even Are, though we're not talking winter warmers, the spice ones, the gravity sure, counts spi- too. Absolutely. I, I'd, I'd usually say most people in the spice category are going 1050 or higher. Uh, rarely do you see something under that. Okay. You can. There would be nothing wrong with that, but but keep everything in a sliding scale. And, and it's hard to really give people numbers, like a quarter teaspoon of cinnamon is too much or yeah. right. one teaspoon is too much, because it's really, that's a perception thing. Okay. It also depends on when you add it, how you add it, and, you know, if you're using whole sticks, that's totally different from using a ground powder. Okay. Um, so your your gravity is directly usually tied into how much spices you're going to use and i hate to say this but it's just like anything in the scientific world bench trials really give you what you want to do yeah and and i don't know anyone making 12 ounces of beer at a time but yeah i usually tell people start lighter and go heavier each progressive time as opposed to going the opposite direction it's we we'll talk about how to up the spices at the end. Okay. Yeah. yeah you so if, if you go too low. Okay. Exactly. I like a good starting point on most things would be like a quarter ounce of okay. the spices that you're using. If say you're adding them uh, during fermentation or pre-fermentation, mm-hmm. because like Doc says, you're going to have a chance to correct yourself. Okay. And add more. You can never take this spice away. Yeah. Like everything else, but you can always add more. If you're kegging, this is a lot easier of a game than if you're bottling. Okay. Because you can fix it there. Yeah. 
So, so you really, when you get into spices, that's a whole other thing to talk about too. Fresh spices versus, um, uh, uh, powdered. Because okay. powder, it's a lot easier. It's it's readily available, but and you're going to use a lot less of it. Right. But some people, including myself, sometimes like that feeling of working with the raw ingredient yeah. as opposed to something that's already been handled for me. Definitely. Plus, things are usually fresher if you get it to the local market or whatnot. So take something like vanilla bean, which is, I think, hugely common in the last three to four years in homebrewing. And one of my so- favorite... Uh, go ahead. So would it be good then to to maybe spice a little bit towards the end of the boil, see how it is the, well, in the e- fermenter after primary, each- and then perhaps add, add a little more if necessary later? Each spice is different to how it's going to react. Yeah. And so if you add some during the boil, such as vanilla... You will mm-hmm. never taste it in the final product, generally, unless you're really adding it in, because okay. it's so volatile that during fermentation, all the CO2 is coming that's developing during fermentation is just going to scrub it right out of the beer. Mm-hmm. You generally want to add that. Most of your aromatics, you want to add after fermentation, not before fermentation, if you really want to keep it in your beer. And personally, I think that's what, you know, most of our taste is, is perceived from smell to start with. So personally, especially if you're going to keep it subtle, I'd rather most of this stuff be done post-initial fermentation. Okay. Um, but there's nothing wrong. I mean, even the ingredient kits I sell for holiday ales usually has people putting them in the boil. Reason being, when's the safest time to add anything? <laughs> when it's boiling. People won't screw up their beer usually if, you know, by contamination any other way. Yeah, that makes sense. But like some, okay. some easy ways of handling a lot of those things, um, and one of my favorite ways, because it's fun for more than one reason, is uh, using something like a high alcohol, like bourbon, to soak vanilla beans in. Um, or to, uh, even I've seen people do cinnamon sticks and, and oh, yeah. different spices in bourbon first, and then adding all of that to their beer after the primary fermentation's over. Bourbon and everything. Yeah, bourbon's a great thing. I yeah. mean, it really lends itself nicely to that spiced ale because it gives it that hot character that a winter warmer, which we're going to get to here soon. Yeah. The reason a winter warmer is a winter warmer is it gives you that hot alcohol kind of feeling. Yeah, sure. Okay. Thanks, Wichita. I appreciate the phone call. I hope that yeah, helps. Thank you. And, and Doc, feel feel better, man. It, it, it pains me to listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> it pains all of us, unfortunately. It me, too. Yeah. But, but generally, Thanks, yeah, generally, to answer Wichita's question, I mean, it, it sounded like he was on the right track there. Start If you're going to start, the earlier in the process you go, the lighter you can start and you can keep adding it in. Okay. Some different things I wanted to address with him is a great time to add a lot of spices is in the keg itself. Okay. Um, if you're kegging, uh, those little stainless steel tea balls are a beautiful way to do it where they kind of clamp closed. You could put the spices in there. Um, we make a lid and I'm sure anyone else could figure out how to make one where you just weld a little tab on there that you can tie off to. Okay. That way it's suspended hanging into your keg. Oh yeah. Yeah. And two things can either get it out of there, A, drinking the liquid out, or B, taking the top off and pulling it out of there. You guys make a lid for the corny that you're saying just has a welded hook on the bottom. Basically, yeah. It's, it's a little lid welded with a tab with a hole in it, and you can either tie, clamp, whatever you want to it. Which is good for dry hopping, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Both of those. Because I used to put things in baggies and shove it. Uh, between the dip tube and the side of the keg. Yeah. And there's nothing worse than when that thing falls. 
gets down near the dip tube and clogs your keg up, and yeah. you still got four and a half gallons of beer. Yeah, plus you clogged. shouldn't be shoving anything near your dip tube <laughs> hey, because it just gets, that's personal. To, gets to be a mess. <laughs> or your bag. You don't want any. Infe- your bag. You don't. Yeah. You don't want any infection when you've shoved the bag right next to the dip tube. <laughs> yeah, never cram your bag up in between your dip tube and your uh, sidewall, <laughs> so to speak. Use a hook instead. <laughs> Uh, that listener who maybe made it all the way through the show, just, <laughs> nah, just, he yeah. just tuned out. Yeah, that was it right there. <laughs> okay. Well, since we've kind of moved into how much spice to use, too, uh, in, 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 in relation to gravity, I know that you can't, like you've said, you can't say only use a teaspoon, only use that. But can we talk about the spices that I, are more overpowering than others? Because for me, when I drink, in general, the beers that I find to be overpowering spice beers, it's nutmeg. Yeah, it's yeah. such a strong spice. So, uh, so that's one that we got to be careful with. What else? Um, I mean, they all like like cinnamon to me is the one I always pick out first, and I don't like it. Uh, Ginger is another one that personally right. I'm not a big fan of. Hit me right in the face when I you know take that first the, smell of beer. The first beer we had tonight was all ginger. Uh, yeah. Okay. The one smelled like feet. Yeah. 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 Ginger feet. Yeah. <laughs> and anytime you someone opens star? a beer and they say it smells yeah. like feet, that's Gin- a porn star. Gingerfeet.com. <laughs> Go check that out. Everyone just left. <laughs> Silence in here. Um, so those are overpowering. Yeah, and then uh, my favorite thing to take it easy on spice-wise is um, not commonly found in beer, but is, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, spruce. Okay. Most disgusting flavor I've ever had in a beer before. Really? Yeah. Was spruce. Yeah. It was, you know, you got to read Joy at Home Brewing at some point in your brewing career. And yeah. I was in college and they had this recipe for uh, Bruce and Kay's Honey Spruce Lager. I'll never forget the name of that beer. Okay. And it was a lager that came out beautiful. Nice, big, malty character to it and then the spruce was the most disgusting flavor i've ever had in my life wow yeah my most brother and his friend ever had in your mouth <laughs> i wouldn't go that far i mean it's been worse but yeah but <laughs> in his life yes <laughs> okay now how about the difference between you're talking about using you know powdered form or fresh form and I think we know that the the powdered form tends to be uh, concentrated, so a stronger uh, you're going to get a stronger thing just out of using that. Are there certain spices that you'd re- that you should you're maybe better off using a natural source than a than a powdered source? I mean, if you ask uh, like Randy Mosier, yeah. he'll tell you all of them. Now, keep in mind when you choose a spice, read up about it. How is its flavors extracted? Because I mean, some are extracted better by alcohol, some are extracted better by heat. Um, so you kind of want to know which spice you're using and how to best pull that spice out of its solid form for, you know, to make it readily available for the beer. Okay. All right. So it's all going to depend there. Yeah. No, most of them are alcohol soluble. So that's where my bourbon comes in <laughs> real handy. <laughs> and you can dose it back easily with that. Yeah. And you don't have to add all that bourbon in if you right. want. You can make up a jar of it. Drink some for your doc, yeah. and then yeah, pour the rest in your beer. Yeah, that makes sense. Good for my throat. Yeah, <laughs> there, there's uh, if one of my favorite holiday beers was made by a home brewer actually, who did it just as when we get to winter warmers. But uh, he did a winter warmer, then took a really nice bourbon from uh, is it Patrol Hill? Is that the one that Fritz owns? Yeah. Um, from them. 
and did French oak cubes in it. Yeah. And vanilla beans. Okay. And did like three vanilla beans, a bunch of French oak cubes, let it soak for like a month, and then added that into his keg, and it was just unbelievable. Really? Yeah. Oh, while you're on that, I did have a question come through earlier that where someone wanted to know, is there any special wood chips I can use for a, a holiday beer? Uh, although he's talking about like an IPA sure. <laughs> holiday beer. but wood. Uh, Sure. Wood. Wood's anything, good. Anything wood <laughs> yeah. in an IPA. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, if you want that vanilla Noiden character, you want French usually. Okay. American oak is beautiful, and, and some people will say more complex. Some people will say less complex. More uh, spicy. It, more spicy. I, I like them both, but in the holiday beers, and especially with the ver- bourbon, the French oak goes real well. Okay. I really like the soaking in bourbon deal because for the sanitation you're talking about, and also just to add that flavor. Exactly. And I, you know, I like, I like the bourbon in the winter warmers. I think we'll probably talk about it again when we do those, but I hadn't thought about it for a, just a regular spice because I think that's a, actually just a really good Well, spice. it is a spice in itself, too. Yeah. You know? What about soaking the oak chips in the bourbon? Oh, absolutely. And then dumping, and then that's what I was referring that to. That is what yeah. you're saying. Soak that in bourbon, because not you, in the you, beer necessarily. You want to sanitize them as well. So yeah. you could either do one of two things. You could either soak it in that and just pour the juice off. Yeah. Or the cubes as well. Dump them Either way. Yeah. You know, it depends on how much contact time you want it to go. Okay. Here's a good question about using spices that came through from the chat is how do you keep the oils in certain spices from killing your head retention? You don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. Really? Uh, they're at such a small yeah, I mean, amount. It's it really not such an issue. If you're brewing a really high alcohol beer, it's going to kill you the head anyway. Yeah, you could, I mean, you could plan point. around it by making your base beer. Because like any other beer, you're going to make your base beer and then add spices to it. Yeah. You know, so you can plan on having as big of a head as you can get on that beer, adding wheat and, you know, um, to, to build that up. But yeah, there's, I mean... There's no stability foam agents I know that will neutralize the spice oils, but yet let them come through flavor-wise. Okay. Um, now, this is a spice. The question came through is, uh, are chipotles uh, soluble in alcohol? You guys know anything about that? Do I look like a scientist? <laughs> <laughs> Doc, what do you think? <laughs> you ask a favor. I guess people want to know if uh, maybe what he's just getting at is if he puts chipotles in there, is he going to get anything out of them? Is he going to get I, flavor? I, I, I would actually soak them in uh, vodka. I think I, actually, I think ones? they are alcohol soluble, yeah. and I only know that from like watching those barbecue cookoffs. Oh you know? yeah, and the oils in it. So yeah, I would uh, soak it in, al- in some sort of alcohol, and then put it in the beer, and then put it in. Stop it. <laughs> I'm, I'm forcing this out. I know. Hey, I uh, want you folks to realize uh, the good doctor's dedication here. You know, he easily could have said, and, and I, what could I say? He left me a message uh, today, I think. today, and I, I, I didn't even bother calling him back. I heard the message and just went, oh, shit, man. <laughs> yeah, you uh, called me, and you're like, did you hear from Doc today? Yeah, I'm like, I no, what's going on? Anyone I'm, else had heard your voice. I'm thinking he's in jail or something. <laughs> well, I called you last night and it was getting bad. It was getting bad. And, and anyway, but never at any point between last night and today or anything does Dr. Scott say, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about not making it out. And the man's here and, and we're going to make fun of him for it. I'm not saying that. <laughs> over but, and uh, over. <laughs> but uh, it's still very cool. The show uh, must go on and, and 
And Doc's, Doc's showing us just that. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I think we're going to move on to winter warmers. Uh, but don't think that you can't still send us your questions about the spices if you feel that we haven't covered anything you want to know, because we'll do that too. But we'll talk about our higher gravity beers when we come back and how to deal with that in your uh, seasonal beers. Stay tuned. It's the Brewing Network. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Ivan the Terrible. Yeah, too foreboding. Louis the Sixteenth. Hmm, not too popular. Hey, dude, what's up? What are you doing? Uh, tra- I'm trying to come up with a new name for the Brewing Network Sunday show. Really? Yeah. They're accepting entries. You know, from now till December 10th, the five best names will be entered for a chance to win one of the two conicals being given away by Beer, Beer, and More Beer and HCA Industries. Uh, I don't think that's what they mean. Buster, Buster. I had a cat named Buster. Dude, they're not going to name the Sunday show after your stupid cat. Roy. Are you feeling okay? Jim Bob? You're mental. Sally. Dude, you're supposed to come up with a fun and entertaining way of naming the show. Not name the show. Dipstick, a kraut, and a drunk dentist. The Brewing Network Comical Christmas Giveaway. Name the show for your chance to win between now and December 10th.
You're listening to three guys. Excuse me. What about me? Yeah, sorry. You're listening to three guys and one girl use a radio show as an excuse to drink more beer. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. All right, we're back on our holiday beer show where you can also register to win a conical from B3, courtesy of Beer, Beer, and More Beer, and HCA Industries. We're going to be registering another listener here. Uh, still going to wait a little bit. you got to hang in there. you got to stay tuned. you got to have some fun with us, and then uh, we'll get you registered. We're going to register one more person live. You podcasters are going to register by sending in your top ten reasons that Jamil is sexier than Pamela Anderson. And uh, that's going to give you the chance to register to win a conical, too. And I know that you can think of at least a hundred reasons on the top of your head. Me? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a male. <laughs> Things he says in his sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Daniela, uh, I wish I had the uh, super administrative powers on you. <laughs> I would ban you from the studio. Which brings me to my next point. I want to make fun of the chat room really quick because... Uh, now they're all mousy this week. Everyone's yeah. afraid about how it went last week. They're all they all the eunuchs now. <laughs> yeah. They are so cute. I feel like I'm hanging out with my girlfriends at the tea hour. <laughs> what a bunch of Everybody pussies. is so polite and great. That's <laughs> so really funny. Nice been talking to you. Chip chip cheerio <laughs> yeah. and all that. Wow. Bob, you're looking nice today even though I can't see you. <laughs> Wonderful chat we're having here. It's really it's an it's an honor to be with these people tonight. <laughs> what a double standard we've created. Yeah, uh, we, want, we make them be nice and then make fun of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because you have the power to just cut them off with the balls. Well, they're all afraid to drop the f bomb now and and everything else. I will say this: I have the option to actually ban words. You know, you can you can type in all the words that you don't want people to say, and it will just it'll bleep them essentially. Oh, can't you have fun with that then? I just you know, use like and. I thought of it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I thought of like Beer. banning. I wanted to ban bub, like just bub. the word, like no one's allowed to say bub. But I don't. I look at. I'm not banning words. I'm not censoring you guys. Have have fun. You know, just uh, if it gets to be too much, uh, moderate yourself. That's all. That's funny though. Bunch of sissies. No, they're cussing in German. <laughs> yeah, do that. That's fine. Okay, we are on the uh, holiday beer show. We're going to talk a little more about this. Let's talk about some of the beers that we've been drinking here tonight so far so we can give our recommendations before we move on. Doc stopped at a great uh, store in San Francisco, City Beer Store, a good bottle shop. Right, and they're very helpful. And I, I had like zero minutes to be in there. Oh, yeah. And I said, we're doing the show tonight on uh, spice beers and holiday beers. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah. He knew he knew about the show, right? Yeah. You told him? That's yeah. good. That'll, I'll tell you, there's a couple of things that, by mentioning the Brewing Network, there's only one of two things that can happen. It'll either totally help you out and they'll say cool, or to get you thrown right out of the place. And uh, you never know which one's going to work, so be wary of where you throw the Brewing Network yeah. name around. Luckily, it worked for you at yeah. this. Well, Pierce it worked store. there. It didn't work at uh, 21st Amendment. No, so. they'll throw you out over there. <laughs> you mentioned our name. Okay, so you brought a few in we've been having, and some we've liked, some we haven't. Mostly, they've been spiced beer so, yeah, so far. The ones I liked, the ones that actually tasted like beer. Okay, let's talk about it. You want to name the ones that you've liked? Uh, got the the rim, especially. It tastes like a pale ale with some spices. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that one is a spice beer as opposed to, you know, winter warm or anything like right. that. Uh, a lot of the other ones, it was just overpowering. 
Uh, and I, I'm even reading the back of the Marin bottle, and they talk about using Munich malt, um, sterling, and uh, steering golden hops. Okay. So, you know, your noble hops as opposed to your American citrusy style hops. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that actually had a nice malt background. I could taste um, the graininess of the malt. And yeah. That one was nice. What yeah. about the shipyard beer? And shipyard Winters is one we had earlier on. I think I heard you guys giving a giving a thumbs down to it, but I actually liked the shipyard. And this is an example, I think, of one that is very spicy. The shipyard was a spicy beer, uh, but I think it had enough of a malt background to to make it acceptable. But I thought I heard you guys kind of. Um, no, it was not, Dave and Chris. Ah, I'm, I'm, I was drinking it with you because. Okay. No, I, 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 this wasn't one I threw out or anything. Oh, so I you guys like the shipyard? I, I thought okay. it was okay. I mean, right. it wasn't like it wasn't the one that stands out the most as a good side to me, but it wasn't like the first one where we all sure gave got it rid of it. Pot. Well, uh, yeah. What's it called exactly? Shipyard? What uh, does it have a winter ale? It's just winter ale. Okay. Special brew, and that one's cool because uh, they're actually from uh, Maine, and, yep. and and but you can get their beer almost all over the place. So I wanted to mention that yeah. one. Uh, Great brewery, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. I was uh, also had their their pumpkin beer when we did the uh, we did a, a pumpkin Thanksgiving type of thing show on the on the free FM, and I could only find two uh, pumpkin spice beers here, and one was theirs, and the other one was from Buffalo Bills. Um, I saw a couple in the bottle shop today, but I, you know, I had already gotten those were those. ones, but I didn't grab them. I, I actually got them from that bottle shop, so they only had the yeah. two I just mentioned. And Buffalo Bills, while some of the uh, of the people we were having it with liked it, to me it was all spice. It, it, was, it was a perfect example of a of a pumpkin pie of a beer and not much beer left to it. And the Shipyard, on the other hand, had a, again, like this one, had a nice balance. It's, it's go- always going to be a tough category to put your beer into in terms of what people are going to think. They're either going to think it's too spicy or yeah. not spicy enough. I mean, there's rarely going to be like, oh, that's the perfect spice right sure, there. Maybe sure. after the 10th beer you've had, yeah. it's a perfect blend. They're all perfect yeah. blends. Yeah. You could have mine and it'd be a perfect blend after 10. Which well, maybe 12. You could have a pale ale and go, that's so spicy. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those sea hops are really cinnamony this year. Yeah. <laughs> the chocolate and vagina one. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's a good one. Yeah. Put that on the floor. <laughs> we should all make a point of being silent whenever Doc talks tonight. So that we can cut nice, clean audio clips out. Say, say that chocolate and what? The chocolate and vagina mix. <laughs> that was perfect. Yeah. I'm <laughs> uh, just going to give you listeners at home who are going to take these clips a, a hint. A little compression goes a long way. You compress that right there, and he'll sound like a like a movie villain. <laughs> Guaranteed. Uh, okay. Well, why don't we, uh, with that, uh, move on into other beers? And by the way, Dr. Scott's brother is, is hanging out with us today. You want to introduce yourself to the listeners at home? We've talked to you, I think, on the phone before. Uh, that, yeah, a couple of times. Tune in from Southern California. Yeah, okay. He'll listen with my other brother, and I know they're just laughing in the garage. We, we try to get in the chat room and, you know, talk about his faults. And, <laughs> you know, he's, he's not the, the beer god to us. Right. He's just our brother. Can we get some childhood stories? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. He doesn't know how to spell, even though he's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually kind of a common doctor thing, I think. They can't write or spell. That's why we scribble. Yeah, because you can't, you're like, guys. Ah, they want to know I can't spell. He needs a defrib or something. Just uh, get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> they can say defrib. <laughs> Two cc's of defrib. Yeah. <laughs> Is that possible? Stat. <laughs> 
And but you are in the alcohol business yourself. I also am a bartender. Been in the business for almost ten years now. I'm so sorry a pusher. Didn't start out that way, but yeah, I do push the beer. Yeah, that a boy. And uh, he'll he'll serve know, my homebrew to his regulars. Oh yeah, I oh, have, really. I have regular customers that come in, and like when I come back, they'll find out I went up north, and they'll say, "Hey, did you bring some of your brother's stuff home?" <laughs> Even the nice. other bartenders go, "Hey, he was up at his brother's." And he brews great beer. Yeah. Oh, that's so. cool. And are you a, a beer guy yourself? Oh, yeah. Strictly beer. Yeah, okay. Um, not too much into the wine, not too much into the hard stuff, but yeah, I love beer. Okay. Real beer. Uh, re- not uh, All right. the mass-produced stuff. Good for you. So is was it the other brother then who's just barely gotten into? Yeah. It? Okay. Yeah, he yeah. was the Coors Light guy. Okay. okay. 20 years, Coors Light guy, and now he's nothing but... Uh, Hefeweizen. Hefeweizen. Real Hefeweizen's, Hogarten's, you know. And Lambics. Lambics, okay. He's weaning. He's in the female stage. Oh, he, right. But he jumped off hard. I mean, you go from Coors Light, which we all know is just an excuse to pee. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right into a, a real Hefeweizen. So that, that's a big step. Yeah, fantastic. Okay. All right. Well, good to know. It's uh, it's a family trait, the the love of beer, and you just have to beat it into the other one. Oh, yeah. Well, after hearing about Doc's mom. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. We all know that uh, your mom was half-cocked while she was pregnant with all of you. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's old, there's old pictures of the family albums, and all the uh, women are sitting around pregnant but there's also beer bottles on the table <laughs> so it's not a myth we for at oh, first no, it's true the first time doc came on the show and said that to me i i i brought the show to a screeching halt and i said that is not are you serious right now and we're we're irish and german and you know what those people you know. <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> okay F- fight and drink uh, they like we're, beer and guns <laughs> and we're I, we're angry people who are bad cooks <laughs> we fight with our fists oh I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a threat, though. <laughs> By grossly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the uh, what we could call winter warmer style of holiday beers, which tend to be uh, a higher gravity, higher alcohol. Uh, they can support a lot of uh, of, of the bourbon type of, of aging and, and adding as well. So let's get into that and start again uh, with, the, with the grain bill. How are we getting uh, these gravities higher? And for that matter, why are we getting these gravities higher. Well, let's let's talk about the word warmer. Okay, warmer is usually the concept of higher, uh, more alcohol to it. Okay, to where you're really tasting that alcohol kick, as opposed to, you know, all the spicy characters right. and regular malt. So usually you're going to start on 1065 or higher. Um, let's say for your average home brewer, this would be a good time to use nine pounds or more of malt extract. Now keep in mind, you know, the the more you go, the longer you're going to have to age it a little bit. You know, to to get some good flavors. So now is not the time to add like 15 pounds of malt extract. Okay. <laughs> to it goes, yeah, I'm ready for Christmas. Christmas. Okay. Yeah, like right now, you could probably get away with nine pounds. Okay. Um, pound hammer. Yeah, and again, play with your malts. Have fun. Uh, the one uh, we did last year, uh, little collection of us brewing, we did. Um, equivalent of nine pounds of extract. We did all grain, but same thing. Half pound of Crystal 120, half pound of Crystal 40, half pound of Cara Munich, and two ounces of black roasted barley. Beautiful malt backbone on that one. Okay. Um, then we just went fairly like light on the bitterness for it, um, and, but then followed up heavily with Willamette at about the eight-minute mark, um, about two ounces of Willamette, and then four ounces of Columbus right at the end. 
okay. which Columbus has the cousin aroma. Yeah. And so it's just a beautiful way to end that one off. Mm, sorry, I'm daydreaming about the cousin. <laughs> okay, sorry. And another reason to, to brew these in the wintertime is it's I've always been a proponent that uh, certain beers are better in certain weather. Okay. Uh, we would... We'd be, we're cold. We wouldn't be drinking a wit right now. Sure. Yeah. We would, but eh, it's not. It doesn't have the same impact. Yeah. Uh, and I wouldn't want to be, you know, having a tailgate party, drinking this winter warmer in front of me. It'd be like drinking blood, right, Dave? Oh yeah. 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 Too too thick, too warm. Oh, it's, it's hot. Just like, and, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just yeah. not what you want to do. It's, yeah. It's not that that refreshing kind of thing. Yeah. But it's not like that anymore. It's it's cold outside. It's dark. Um, just like my beer, cold yeah. and dark, cold and dark, <laughs> like my women. Yeah. Um, I actually had uh, <laughs> she women, <laughs> she pr- women, previous women. That's yeah. plural. Well, I'm just talking about the dog. <laughs> <laughs> the dog is not a woman. She's cold and dark. Uh, <laughs> I actually had all these cold and dark tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had big plans of brewing this whole series of of beers for the winter. Uh, I got one done. In fact, I got to keg it tonight before I leave. Otherwise, it's going to go bad. Oh, no, you got, you got two done. But, uh, oh, that's true. We did the Doppelbach yeah, at Docks, and then I got this one here. But I, you know, uh, I'm, I guess I'm just agreeing with you about brewing for the season. And right. I really had all these plans in front of me. To I wanted one for Thanksgiving and I, one for Christmas and one just to be a winter warmer. And, you know, the, the whole thing. You just get busy. And, it's yeah. It's never too late. Yeah. Well, I do, though, wanted to reiterate because someone uh, sent in the question specifically, is it too late to do a winter warmer for this Christmas? And we're kind of saying with the high gravity, it might be. You could get away with it, I think, if you did a sterile filter. Okay. Um, So, J, another JJ, sorry, EJ Fair Brewing, they happen to be my next door neighbors, so I get to see how professional brew houses work. And they got home from um, TABF, and they're like, oh, boy, that winter warmer is due in, like, three weeks. Ah. And they came back, brewed it, um, and sterile filtered it. And I was like, no way that that's going to be ready to go. And they had to bottle it, too, for the um, Cost Plus market. Wow. And I thought it came out great. Really? And, you know, pretty much a three-week turnaround. So the filtering, and, and you've talked about this, Doc, filtering acts, uh, it's similar to aging. By pulling out some of the things that would drop, is that what you're saying? Yes and no, but yes, it's going to make things cleaner. It's, it's going to take out faster. things you want to drop out. Okay. So if you normally were to age it, those things would normally settle out or yeah. expel themselves as a volatile. Yeah. That are just going to be stripped mm. right out of there. It, it wouldn't be equivalent. Like you were not going to do a, a huge beer, a barley wine, and serve it in a week just because you sterile filtered. Okay. Yeah, it, it takes takes some time for the things to mellow out. It won't. Yeah, I guess that's the best thing. It's going to take away all the kind of complex things, but it won't take away alcohol. Alcohol, no matter what, it's going to take time to age. Okay, uh, what is a sterile filter? What size? Point oh, four five. Si- oh, they want to know what size. Point okay. four five micron. micron. Absolute, not just regular. Nominal doesn't count as sterile. Now, for most of us homebrewers, it'd be just fine. But what counts as a sterile one is 0.5 absolute. 
Okay, that's actually the the, the filter that goes inside well, the housing. Small, yeah, how small okay. of a particle it'll filter out. Okay, and when he's talking about nominal, it's a range. Yeah, it, it's an average, a nominal. An average. What can fit through on average through the whole thing? So, so some could be tiny, ones, some smaller ones. But yeah. uh, when, he, when he's talking absolute, yeah, it's not going to let anything more than a point four five through. Yeah. And, okay. you know, the more I know about filtering, side note, the more I, I like plate filters now. Okay. I used to use plate filters when I first started. They leaked like a sieve. I hated them. Went to cartridge. But cartridge, that's where nominal and absolute made a huge difference. And now I'm back to plate because they made them better. And and yeah. I find you can get away with even a little bit larger of a size uh, micron and still have a cleaner finish. Okay. Okay. So let's go back then to the, um, you know, the malt bill and getting a higher gravity. And uh, the idea is to is a bigger background to backbone uh, to to hold that hot alcohol too. And yep. Not to mention that it creates that. Yeah, hot and you alcohol. don't want to make a hot alcohol by warming it up. That's yeah. a common misconception. I know one guy who does his all in the eighties. Oh really? You make fusel alcohol, and that's a hot alcohol. In the sure. Way. Yeah, but it's a disgusting hot alcohol that gives you headaches. Okay. So, so keep your your normal fermentation control. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So with that, then let's talk. Uh, oh well. It, uh, yeah. Let's talk yeast. Uh, and you generally need to have a, a bigger pitch. Is it a different kind of yeast you need to use? Uh, what's the deal? Bigger, healthier, and pay attention to the selection you've used. Okay. Now most. I'd say most strains could handle any kind of seven to eight percent alcohol beer if treated properly. Okay. Um, some better suited than others. American Hefeweizen might not be that well suited for that, you know, style of beer. Sure. But your Englishes, your Californias, your Dry English, your 099, uh, your Belgian strains, um, all of those could handle that no problem. Okay. As long as you pitch a proper quantity and you make sure it's healthy. Starter? Absolutely. Okay. Or a double pitch, one or the other. So uh, two bags or two vials? Two bags. Two, anytime you're over 1065, that's my rule of thumb right Is there. that your high gravity mark, 1065? It's your usual starting point of what you consider high gravity. Okay. Um, it, there's no like you know defining point where you wear a different hat, but oh, shit. it's close to that. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Put that hat. You want to wear it on the left side Thank when you. you're under ten fifty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but right there around ten sixty, ten sixty five, you're you're starting to talk high gravity. I don't. I'm trying to think. I don't know if I've ever brewed a beer over. I think I've ten sixty one is the biggest beer. You pansy. I know. What a big sissy. Yeah, I never gotten hired. <laughs> Doc starts his uh, Hefeweizens at about ten sixty. <laughs> Do you really, yeah. Doc? Man, you're amazing. Now I feel even. Sh- I feel shorter than you are. <laughs> I feel like I'm not tall anymore. Yeah, Chris, Chris has gotten fallen victim to a couple of my half. Yeah, I figured what three, four half of cents. How bad could that be? When you're <laughs> sitting there going, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I think I'm starting to get like sympathetic, no oh, yeah. voice things yeah. for Doc here. <laughs> yeah, he's starting to lose it. <laughs> yeah, uh, here's a good question because people, you know, you were talking about the fusel alcohols when you when you ferment too hot. So people want to know how to do a high gravity beer without getting it to be quite so hot. Um, so the question, specifically this person says, is I'd like to know how to keep the gravity guys uh, from tasting so hot. Aside from stopping short, like at, say, 1020, you know, maybe they don't want to have to stop it. It seems like when I brew, um, they tend to have more of a barley wine type of flavor. I'd like more of the malt to shine through and stray away from the sweetness of the barley wine. So how the, about that? They're going to want to play around a little bit with the malt they use. 
So maybe adding a higher percentage of Munich malt might help them out quite a bit there, giving you that cloying sweet character, such as a Doppelbach would typically have. Okay. Um, and upping their specialties just a bit to where I have a feeling they're fermenting out so fast and vigorous, or vigorous, <laughs> yeah, as we say here, <laughs> that that's what's giving them those hot characters to it. So about Tem- temperature. Temperature is everything. I mean, if you're playing with California or or uh, 1056 American, same strain, relatively. Keep it around 1066 or 10, 66 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, 68. Don't let it get up above that um, because that'll take off on you and really create those characters, those flavors that you're trying to avoid. Okay. English would be my preferred um, when when trying to avoid those characters. Okay. Uh, let's talk complexity of the grain bill while we're kind of talking about this part of it, too, because, well, most of your big beers are dark in color. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that's obviously partly because there's a lot more grain involved, but I think it's also because there's a lot of different kind of grains involved. So how complex does a grain bill have to be to be a big beer? If it's a if it's a big beer, but it's because there's a you, you just put a shitload of two-row in there, well, what happens? Pliny you know? the Elder is a perfect example of a beer that pretty much only has two-row in it. Okay. Huge beer. Yeah. Light, blonde in color, and, and almost no distinctive malt, like, backbone to it because i mean it's really all hop it's a hop it's a glass yeah. of hops yeah but i mean that's your greatest example as as far as the west coast concerned what okay. we can get good example as, all right you know just using base malt and if you've never seen it by the way it looks like your average pale ale yeah but it tastes like not your average triple ipa you might as well <laughs> shove a bunch of amarillo hops in your mouth so and drink some water through it but that's a good example because the gravity on that is going to be uh, uh fairly high it's it, what do you what do you think that's in the 1060s right oh i say even higher really that's okay. a double ipa so i think it's up in the 80s yeah. i would guess okay so for these winter guys do you want more complexity and and do you want that just for color or, or what are we dealing with caramely color complexity flavor i mean the more you can layer on on your winter warmer the nicer it's going to be i mean this uh winter bach by gordon Biersch, yeah you were drinking a little bit earlier yeah that, i got some a, here i mean that's a beautiful beer and it has all kinds of like just nice layers of flavor to it yeah your, your high alcohol is going to give you a certain flavor and it's a, a sweet flavor but it's, it was all by itself it, it's Almost unpleasant. Okay, so in order, so it is kind of like in in order to deal with that high alcohol flavor, you need some complexity some, in some, your malt. You need some yeah. buddies up there. To okay, help. yeah, it's like your high energy friend who you couldn't stand if you were hanging out by yourself, but if you have other friends there that are fun, right? Okay, yeah. it diffuses. <laughs> they make it worth it. Yeah, that's right. Okay, well, can we get an example grain bill? I mean, because are we talking crystals? Or, you know, uh, let's get an example. I, I kind of read one off here, but I'll read it back again. Okay. Uh, and we're going to do it extract. All you all grain brewers, you know how to convert this. This is easy. Okay. Let's just go nine pounds of ultralight. If you really want to kick it up, add another pound of DME. Half pound of crystal 120. Half pound of crystal 40. Half pound of Caramunic. Two ounces of black roasted barley. That would be your steeping you're talking about, because this is an extract. This would be extract steeping, or you throw it in the mash for all you all grain brewers. Okay. Why ultralight? I'm surprised that you say ultralight. Ultralight is two row. 
Okay. That's why I like it. I hate all these malts that have other things added. And, and nowadays, extract's getting a lot better. Okay. Um, where it's usually just a two-row as opposed to having some crystal added in there. Dark and amber scare me because who knows what made those colors. Okay. That could be food coloring. That could be a grain, which is great, but... Do you want always that same grain to be in every one of your beers that's an amber color? Yeah, that's interesting. So if you're trying to make a red ale versus an amber, you, you know, you those are two different colors. I'm colorblind, but I've been told those are very different. Yeah. I, I had it come through, uh, what about for mini mashers? And and these are the guys who they do know how to extract and probably can't convert to all grain. What, how would you do that as a mini mash? I mean, mash? the same thing. Mini mash is taking your extract taking that down a little bit, which you'll see in the recipes I gave for you and your brother. Cool. So I'll, I'll take your average, so nine pounds, let's do eight pounds or even seven. If you're going to do seven, you probably want more four to five pounds of two row. Okay. If you're going to do eight, you want two to three pounds of two row. Okay. So it's just a ratio of dropping the extract and adding grain to make up for it. Exactly. Okay. Now, I'm adding a lot more grain than you really need. Right. If you were going to do one-to-one when it comes to all grain. Yeah. But we're going to count on inefficiencies in the style of mashing you're doing, the equipment that you're using, the time you're going to run it through. Yeah. And I'd rather see you come out with a higher gravity anyway. Sure. And when I did the uh, mini mash show a while back, I was uh, I was just a big fan of it at the time because it was a nice intermediate step to all grain. And this kind of beer seems to me the perfect example of why you'd want to do mini mash if you're an extract brewer because you want to add complexity to that malt. So you have your two row in your extract, but you're able to add whatever kind of grains we would add in an all grain brew sort of mini mash, right? Because you can really kind of, you can pull more color, you can pull more flavor, you can pull roast, you can pull whatever you want out of the mini mash part of it. Absolutely. And, and you can, I mean, really the mini mash, the key to it is you have enzyme production that you can use things that need enzymes to convert over. Anything flaked for the most part is really where you're going to get your best benefit. Did you get some of this? I did. Let me get some of this first. <laughs> just, which one you got there? We have the uh, Sierra Nevada Celebration, which is... Is that what you want too, Doc? There's a little... No. Yeah. Okay, now you're doing the Celebration. Celebration. Sorry. I'm trying to get my last bit of the uh, Jubal Ale. Which is another beautiful winter warmer. Yeah, a great one there. And that one, I believe, it has spices to it, where Celebration really doesn't have any spices to it. Now, Celebration isn't really a big beer, is it? Uh, it's seven and a half, I believe. <laughs> That's nothing. It doesn't, it, it oh, doesn't six, taste six, like it. Six point eight. Six eight. It doesn't drink like a big beer at yeah, all. No, it drinks all. a lot like, like a Sierra Nevada. Like yeah. very much like a Sierra Nevada. Yeah. Now that's one that you can also find all over the country, of course, because Sierra Nevada's everywhere and their uh, winter beer is the Celebration Ale. I'd actually drink a Celebration over, over a pale any day. It's a great, uh, as far as Sierra Nevada goes, I love their, their Celebration's sure. a good one. Uh, different kind of thing. What do you think about the grain bill? in that one, if you could estimate, just because I think people could get a good example about that. I'm going to say this is less grains than we just read off okay. and a little bit lower in gravity. Okay. So uh, maybe uh, let's say eight pounds of uh, 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 extract and maybe a pound of crystals in there. Okay. Doc? I, I would say they probably start with their uh, pale ale recipe. Yeah. And just bump that up quite a bit. Okay. And then a little more crystal. So not a real complex grain bill there for, for, for that for that one. No. I mean, I don't think it's super complex, but I think they do a beautiful job of execution. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Nice one. Uh, someone wants you to post uh, your favorite winter brew recipes. Uh, probably from you and Doc, I'm no, imagining. No, and you. 
My winter, bre- my yes. favorite winter brew recipes. Yes. So name that one beer you made in the winter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll tell you, it was a B3 uh, kit, <laughs> <laughs> and I added that packet of spice that came in the kit, and uh, came out pretty good. No, I, ju- I just wanted to make sure you know that they've been asking for your favorite one too. No, that's just silly. All right, <laughs> I will uh, put mine up there as well, Chris. I'll try to remember my login. I, you know, I posted. I think one of the first posts to your forum. Did you really? Yeah, John emailed me. Oh yeah, and he's like. You, you gotta write something. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, hey, uh, way to go on the site yeah. thing. For both of you seeing this, Justin and John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, here's a question that came through earlier. Uh, how are American winter beers different than, say, European Union Union uh, winter beers like uh, Samuel Smith? Well, I mean, Americans are better. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, as Daniela said in Vigorously, this was a God-created uh, country, yeah. and whereas over there it was it's something different. <laughs> I did never say that. Oh, that's it, I, I'd say it difference differs in the way that our beers differ in, in normal circumstances. We tend to go, I'd say, a little bit overboard in most things we do. Yeah, and we go for the extremes. And <coughs> Hummer. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. Exactly. Nah. Versus the Peugeot. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but but we tend to go for, more for that extreme, except for, I mean, a beer like Sandy Claus, um, which is a, believe it or not, Swiss-made beer. Uh, oh, really? Which is one of the highest produ- mass-produced alcohol beers out there. Okay. Um, you hate that one, too. I just think it's so hyped up for the flavor profile. Of course, I've never had it there, though. Which? What's the full name of it? It's Sammy Claus. Sammy Just Claus. Sammy Claus. Okay. Yeah. What's the brewery? Yeah, uh, I can't remember. Uh, it's a German one, and it's a brown bottle, silver label. Okay. And it's touted as the strongest production. production what is the beer longer. called? I'm going to look it up. Right? But it's S- Sammy Claus. Sammy Claus. But it's out of uh, Switzerland, I thought, yeah, not man. Germany. Yeah. And do you like it, Doc? I thought it was pretty good. I didn't think it was great. I, and I, I'm with Chris. He said it. The hype, yeah, yeah, it didn't didn't yeah. back it up. So. Okay, I mean the hype rarely does, though. Yeah, that's true. But that's why I bought it because of the label. Think about how they talk about this show. <laughs> They're like, no, oh, no hype, all yeah. character. Yeah, <laughs> they're giving away a conical. You got to listen. You, I really have to listen to all of that <laughs> just yeah. to get a conical. I don't know what's cheaper. <laughs> oh, is that painful? <laughs> yeah. uh, I gotta say, it appears that we Germans are quite pragmatic when it comes to winter beers because I've not been a, too much aware of those specialty beers actually in Germany. So the question of what is better, yeah. um, it applies to Germany that the American versions definitely are better. It would probably not apply to Belgium or other countries though, because probably the Belgian spice beers are pretty good too, right? Yeah. And by the way, someone wanted us to talk about Belgian spiced beers, but that's a whole other... When we talk about spiced beers for for holiday business, that's very much different than Belgian spiced beers because... it's pretty much a Belgian theme to add spices right. to the yeah. beer. And I'll tell you what, we will do a show on Belgian spiced beers. So I'll, I'm going to hold off on that because that's really a whole other thing. And Doc's going to need to be able to talk for that one because yeah. he's good at the Belgian <laughs> spiced beers too. Uh, and, of course, so is uh, guys like Vinny from Russian River. And uh, I actually – I've been talking to uh, James, who's the brewer at, at Moylan's. 
And he's going to make for an interesting guest. I think we're going to get him in here in December because he just did uh, – and, and, and don't quote me on any of this because we were drinking when we talked about it. But I think it's what he said he had just did was his, his first Saison or his first Belgian-style beer. Um, and I thought it would be great to get a professional brewer in here to talk about – him doing his first professional Belgian style beer. Sure, the research. Exactly, because yeah. I think we can really relate to that as homebrewers too, and gain a lot of insight about how he figured out how to make his Belgian, as we figure out how to make ours. Well, and let's face it. I mean, hopefully he's doing more research than most of us do. Yeah, I mean, which is we, like uh, we make hmm. a bad one, and what it pisses off our family and friends, <laughs> yeah, that's close right. friends. He Not makes a bad one, he's in trouble. Brandon Moylan's going to be calling him up, going, "What the <laughs> hell, dude?" Yeah. Daniela. Uh, I found the Sammy Klaus beer online. It's actually a very neat story. It's uh, being brewed once a year. Uh, it's been lagered for 10 months. Uh, it's been brewed, it's, uh, every year they brew it for the St. Nicholas Day, what we call it in Europe. Okay. 6th of December, um, is when St. Nicholas comes. Okay. And the Swiss brewer is called, uh, Brauerei, Brauerei Hürlimann from Zurich. Brauerei Gurleyman. Gurleyman. Hello, Gurleyman. It's a very neat story. I'm going to post the brewery in the chat room. Okay. Sounds good. Did we actually answer the how Americans are different? Not than the at year? all. I didn't we avoided think so. it nicely, though. Uh, that's good. We'll just keep moving. Screw right around, <laughs> Nobody knows. Uh, well, English are their English style, and American are American style. There you go. Uh, a a note from the chat room. It's hard. Is, we all drink a lot that time of year, too. So <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Who knows what's what. Ask us next year. We don't remember what we had. Uh, here's just a note from the chat room that came through. It's a good piece of advice. They want you to know it's the perfect time to get an all-grain burner uh, because the Sports Authority, which is a chain, so they're all over, has uh, burners right now um, with a pot for twenty nine ninety nine. Well, thanks, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or you can go to B3 and... Thanks, uh, uh, thanks for <laughs> supporting your local home. No, actually... I actually do agree. Just when you're buying your, your outdoor burner, mm-hmm. just do yourself a favor, and, and I don't care where you get it. I'm, if anyone's heard me on the show before, they know that I will send you to my competitors. Sure. I will allow you to buy anywhere. That's not the point. Just know what you're getting into. Mm. If you're paying $29 for a burner and a kettle... Just make sure like that burner is strong enough to like say support your own weight, let alone what it needs to. Yeah. Because a lot of times those cheap welds and whatnot can I mean you would hate to see that happen if someone's beer breaks uh, you know falls over during the boiling process or yeah. when Justin almost burned down the pad. Well, that yeah. was going to be my advice. Make sure it has an airflow adjustment <laughs> and if it doesn't, don't stuff newspaper in there yeah, to uh to, to restrict the airflow. <laughs> I mean, I'm just I don't know why anybody would do that, but uh, if you would, don't. And remember that burner was designed to cook a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So uh it could easily cook you. Yeah, right, I, I think I do agree though. It's a great time of year to find a, a good deal because not only sports. I saw that Fry's Electronics today. Uh, you see them at Which Home Depot. Electronic. It, it does, have you been to Fry's? I know. <laughs> it I know. Isn't, it, isn't that weird? Fry's yeah. Electronics is Fry's everything. Yeah, I love Fry's. Fry's, you know, bunch of useless geeky stuff. That's why I'm there. Every yeah, day. exactly. It's a fun place to go and leave your there once. 
Leave uh, your credit card at home. I, w- I went there before coming here tonight. So. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. I had to go yesterday. Our whole internet uh, kind of uh, went on the fritz. Uh, we had to change the router. Should have called bed. Al Gore. Could have handled it. He could have done that yeah. for us. Yeah. He invented that. Stuff. Uh, I guess I should. Oh, that's right. He did invent the internet. <laughs> Amazing how that works. Uh, just um, to plug somebody else, Target has the same pots, too, okay. for twenty nine ninety nine. Well, in general, I think it's a good time of year to go out looking for your that's turkey fryer yeah. uh, because everyone's got it. Because, hey, wait, it's turkey time. That's right. Yeah. <coughs> it's a holiday turkey time. Okay, we're going to take a break here soon. I do want to um, cover... Because uh, I think we went over it just real quickly, so I want to reiterate. Uh, the question came through specifically: what types of yeast, you know, we could be using with our winter warmer. So let's re- it, cover that. I think it's almost universal in terms of what you could use. Okay, there's just some that are going to be stranger to use than others. Yeah. I wouldn't use the Irish strain for the most part. It just doesn't really that sour kind of character doesn't really go with this. I wouldn't normally use a Belgian unless I'm really trying to make a unique strain. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't use most lagers unless I really wanted that huge malt character and wanted to age for a long time. Which wouldn't be ready for Christmas. Yeah. yeah okay. I mean, if you're doing a Christmas, stick to what you know. So yeah. we can go straight for the Cal Ale and it's going to be just fine. I would. Or the English. Yeah. What about the English compared to I the I like Cal? the English, especially the gentleman who was saying he's got problems with the high alcohol characters. Okay. English, you can ferment colder if you want to, to really help keep those flavors aside. That one can go down to 60, 62, no problem. And, and okay. He, even the 1056 or the 001, it'll tolerate a lot of alcohol. Okay. Yeah. About a 9% maybe. Yeah, I mean, you talk to yeast experts, uh, Clayton Cohn being a yeast expert, he'll tell you any strain of yeast for the most part will probably be able to go to 12% alcohol. Okay. It's all the environment you put it at. Now, most beer strains, you'd need to raise the temp up huge amounts and add a lot of free amino nitrogen towards the end of it to get it there, but... I mean, so let's not talk 12, let's talk 8, 7, yeah, yeah. And, and those will handle it usually pretty well. Okay. Lots of it healthy. Those are the two key things. Okay, so a nice big pitch and a, and a, and a healthy pitch is what you want to do. Okay, that sounds good. So there you go. I did want to mention, you know, the using different yeasts and beers that you might not expect it. I was at uh, a bar the other day and tried a beer from um, New Belgium, and it was a porter. That had a, a Belgian yeast yeah. in it. So he basically he just brewed a standard porter. You really could tell it was a standard type of a porter. But he used Belgian yeast in it. Have you had this beer, Doc, or you just uh, know I what read, I'm talking about? I read about it. Yeah. Which one is that? I can't remember is the it name a of it. Is it a series of numbers, or is it like... It might be, yeah. 1886. Yeah. Yeah, it might have been one of those... I had had uh, eight of the Drake's Jolly Roger. Uh, <laughs> it was a Jolly Roger night at the Toronado where they were uh, giving us tastes of the past six years oh, leading up to the unveiling of this year's Jolly Roger. Yep. And they, uh, their Jolly Roger from Drake's Brewing Company, they actually change every year. So one year it might be a uh, uh, an Imperial IPA. The next year it's a Scotch Ale. So they, they really just ch- – it, it just keeps the name changes. So anyway, they're all big though. And they were all fantastic. Actually, were actually, they all jolly? Really great. That well, they made us all jolly. <laughs> and then when I finished all those, is when I went for the uh, the, the new Belgian. So one. you really had some taste buds, just like yeah. Up, right so when I tell you how fantastic the new Belgium was, take it with a grain of salt. Could have been and, cardboard and, and water. Yourself. Yeah, <laughs> but I definitely at least picked up that it was a pretty standard porter, but with the sourness of a Belgian yeast in there, and it wasn't bad. It wasn't love, was it? No, no. I wish I could remember. 
I'm sorry. 1554. Look on their on their site. It may have been the 1554. Um, although I think the 1554. Was, I think it was called Belgian Porter. Oh, I actually oh. think it was just called their Belgian and Porter. So you somehow derived that it was a Porter recipe? Yes, yeah, I somehow derived genius. that uh, <laughs> that it was actually a Porter. Um, but it was actually really nice, and you really got the kind of sourness out of it. And I think it's a good example of putting sort of any yeast in any beer and figuring out what happens. Then it's all a balancing act. Yeah, and even well, Mosher uh, in his book says about uh, uh, brewing a Hefeweizen and, and using a Belgian on it. Right. Great. Really idea. weird. That is weird, but it seems to me actually sounds kind of logical. You, you can just give it a try. We've got Brian from uh, HCA Industries on the line with us. Uh, H2, how are you, my brother? Yeah, I'm good, but I'm good, buddy. How are you doing? We're doing great. Just uh, you know, drinking some winter warmers and trying to yeah. uh, talk about them at the same time. Well, I had to call Doc and give him some love because he's now he's got emphysema tonight. Oh, I know. Yeah, I feel fine. I just can't talk. <laughs> man, I hate that. I hate that. I'm a sales guy, man. Whenever I can't talk, it sucks. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's frustrating as hell. It's like I gotta, I gotta like hold back and use my voice only when I know I can say something. <laughs> That's right. So stop talking to him, Brian. You're. Ruined. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm trying to give the guy a little love. Uh, hey. Um, I was talking to Daniela. I guess we're going to come down for the uh, the 17th for the giveaway show. Okay, that's fantastic. As you all know, Brian uh, actually owns and runs HCA Industries, the other generous company that donated a conical for you. So that's great. So you're going to be here for the actual giveaway. You're going to come. Um, it looks it looks very good, and then uh, and then Daniela we cook steaks after that, and uh, and we'll all celebrate a little bit of it. All right, you're going to drive down. So tell Chris while he's there that uh, he's there too, and we'll, uh, we'll have a good time. Awesome, right. that sounds good. Are Thanks, you, Brian. That's cool. I'm glad you're going to make it for that. Brian, are you going to drive down? Uh, no, no, no. I just uh, you, you know what? I've never ridden in the right seat of my H2, so you're going to drive me around a little bit, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I was, I was thinking if we had two yeah. H2s parked out front, that would be really cool. <laughs> well, we could. You know what? That wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> hey, are we going to be able to brew, Doc? You thinking we can do that? Um, email me. Let's let's work it out. Okay. All right. Because uh, i got to get Chris to get me a quote on that 2100. So. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. Cool. So we'll for, see for you on two the 17th. <laughs> that sounds so. good. All right. We'll see you on the 17th, brother. All right, guys. And, hey, I just want one more thing about the uh, the chat room. Everyone's been fantastic. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> They're all real you know, nice it's, today. It's, huh? a pleasure, it's a pleasure to see what it can be. <laughs> <laughs> you know? that's, that's right. It's so, like a student so, giving the teacher an apple. I just kicked out the first person ever. Did you really? Yeah. But like for a reason or just because you wanted to? Uh, well, I need I needed to. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Who'd you kick out? Crotchrot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he deserves it. But that he... sucker came right back. Oh, <laughs> just as somebody else? No. Hey, I just, I... for giving away chicken feet at Christmas. Yeah. Uh, uh, Halloween, uh, yeah. Halloween. Well, if he didn't do something this week to deserve it, you could just chalk it up as something he did in the past. No, but it's working <laughs> smoothly, I'm telling you. Okay, good. Oh, <laughs> uh, this food in there. You know, was, you know everyone, I think, I think last Week was really an abnormal situation, and yeah, and uh, everyone's been fantastic, and uh, you know, it, it's just what it should be. That's right. It's exactly what it should be. Everyone should be kind and nice, and and then also say fuck every now and then. You wouldn't believe. Yeah. You wouldn't believe that we were talking about Manolo Blahnik's um, shoes in the chat room earlier on. I'm talking about what? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. What that, is that like stilettos? A, is that a designer? <laughs> yeah, that's a designer. I wouldn't believe it, and I think you guys are a bunch of pussies. <laughs> <A> really tall, <laughs> yeah. The fact we're canceling the chat room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I think that might piss our sponsors off more than you guys being vulgar. All right. I don't want to be aligned with that sort of uh, thing. We, 
We love everyone out there, so don't worry about that. Cool, Brian. So we'll see you uh, in December. Yeah, sounds great, man. I'm looking forward to it. And Chris, you, I, if you don't, you're not the show, then uh, then I'll, I'll say hi. Oh, I'm going to be here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Take I'll care, Brian. I'll drive my H2, too. too. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? I'll uh, I'll bring some beer that I'm brewing right now. I'm bringing some uh, Jamil 80 shilling uh, Scottish ale. So perfect. Perfect. Well, Brian, there's a there's a Hummer dealer about two miles a mile away from here. Borrow one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We we can we can do that. Yeah, I'm gonna put H2 all over my little tiny Toyota pickup truck and <laughs> pretend I'm with the big boys. If there's a Prius dealer closer than the Hummer dealer. <laughs> it's that interesting. Yeah, you know what? I, I I just I can't handle those small gas prices, man. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Anything under a hundred bucks just isn't worth it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm I'm finally down to fifty here in Texas, so it's not a bad deal. All right. <laughs> all right, brother. All right, guys. Take care. Thank you. Take care. All right. There you go. Cool. So they're going to come in. We're going to do a big giveaway show on December 17th. Chris, you're going to be here for that, I hope. I think and, so, yeah. Uh, I might go in and uh, uh, pull Olin's ear to come, nice. come and hang out with us, too. I think that'd be fun. Uh, okay, here's what we got to do. Uh, take another break. When we come back, and I mean it this time, we are going to register our uh, second and final registrant of the day uh, to win a conical from Beer, Beer, and More Beer, courtesy of morebeer.com and hcaind.com. Check them out. When we come back, we're going to get your phones ready because we're doing it over the phone, all right? It's the Brewcast. Hang in there. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Somewhere in Bad Derma, Turkey. Damn, Abaka stream. Haha, <laughs> that Bob. Kalebek, what you do? Oh, hello, Diogo. I am in Brewing Network chat room trying to win conical fermenter. Brewing Network? Aren't that American pigs we hack into la- Did you say conical fermenter? Yes. Twelve gallon stainless steel from beer, beer, and more beer. Oh, and second one from HCA Industries. How you win? Four ways to win. Listen to live show, participate in chat, listen to archive, and submit name of Sunday live show. Last day to qualify is December 10th. Why you don't just hack homepage again? Our website's still broken from last reprisal. Now, I just win Conical and call it even. Good idea. The Brewing Network Conical Christmas Giveaway, sponsored by morebeer.com and hcaind.com. Don't miss your chance to qualify to win only from the Brewing Network. Well, beer, we've had some great times. When I was 17, I drank some very good beer. I drank some very good beer I purchased with a fake ID. My name was Brian McKee. I stayed up listening to Queen when I was 17. Fix that door. You better get out of my general store. You sold me one, you can sell me one more. Why 
I missed my turn. Which way do I go? Get out of the car. You're going to jail. No. Registration to win a conical here. We're also still finishing up our winter uh, warmers ourselves. Still going. What do we got there? The anchor? The anchor Christmas? All right. We can do that. Okay. Everybody got your telephones ready? Dial now. Number 15. Caller number 15. 888-401-BEER. Go ahead. The phone lines are open. 888-401-BEER. Caller number 15 is going to enter to win. And as I said earlier, we're just trying to make things, uh, trying to spruce it up, have several different ways to qualify, some arbitrary, some uh, through trivia, some random like this. So, uh, this one's easy. Uh, this no one's easy. All you gotta be, you just gotta dial 888-401-BEER and caller number 15 is gonna be registered to win. Where's my cell phone? For the BN's Conical Christmas, courtesy of Beer, Beer and More Beer and HCA Industries. If you're in the studio, you're not allowed to call and be caller number 15. <laughs> <laughs> trying to trick me here in the chat room. Lufa is locked on with seven different names. Oh, is that right? <laughs> Ban them all. <laughs> 888-401-BEER. you got to call uh, the landline to, to do this. Uh, so is it Lufa, Flufa, Lufa? <laughs> Lufa, yeah. There's not much in, like uh, thought process in it. Right. <laughs> now, so this one's the Anchor Christmas, right? Yep. Now, this one's a classic uh, for Anchor, and uh, great brewery to begin with, obviously, but this one they've been doing for a while, and it's just yeah. a, a good beer. This is a beer that will be beautiful around February. 
in my opinion. Oh, yeah? Just to hold on to it for a little bit? Yeah, like okay. those spices will start melding in a little more. and Yeah, the big beer with uh, spices, too. Yeah, yeah, it's one of my favorite beers to give away for Christmas. Okay. Because it's a beautiful beer that... Like that. Hopefully, they won't drink it for a month or two, and it melds in, and it's high alcohol and spicy. Yeah, it goes yeah. down real easy though. Mm. Tastes so good on the lips. All right, all right, fellas. Eight 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 four zero one beers a number. We're looking for caller number fifteen, and uh, we're just wrapping up our discussion on uh, the big beers now. He's not looking for a fifteen-year-old. <laughs> not looking for a fifteen-year-old. Uh, that would be that'd be wrong. That's a different show. Yeah, uh, yeah, and a different continent, by the way. If you were if we were doing that, wouldn't be here. Nambla. Uh, now, Doc's oh. Brothers, <laughs> which is actually a San Francisco-based uh, organization. How do you know that? Believe it or not, <laughs> I've uh, listened to my fair share of uh, talk radio. <laughs> you talk about Nambla. <laughs> Wow. All right, Doc's brother's got an open tap in his bar that you work at, right? You guys yeah, rotate correct. beers over there. Rotate them out every six months. We have to have the standard keepers, but we range in anything from Anchor Steam as our dark on tap to good old Coors Light, uh, okay. the light stuff. Okay. Uh, of the rotators, what's been one of the more popular ones? So we can help you find uh, another. Two most popular is we've got an American half of Ison, okay, and um, also. Probably the most popular on there is it's a toss up between the Fat Tire from New Belgian mm-hmm. and the Pale Ale from Stone Brewing. What uh, company makes that uh, Hefeweizen that's popular? That is the Widmere Brothers out okay. of Oregon. Okay. So, what are your other five then? The other one I have on there is Sammy, and um, we just got rid of um, oh Gordon, one of the Gordon Biersch. Gordon Biersch, they're. Uh, they're blonde. Ah, mm. very nice. Good beer. So he does have some input on what he can put on a couple of the taps. Of if I were to judge by what you have on tap and what does well, they're uh, quality beers, but they're also standards. Standards, yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking that, that the Sierra Celebration is going to do well in the same excellent. That would, that would do excellent. Uh, does does the Anchor Christmas go on tap, or do they only bottle that? I would think they'd probably keg it. I, I haven't really. Yeah, I'm not sure if they do or not, but I bet it would do just as well I as think the it would Sierra too. Celebration. Actually, if not better, because I think that people could find the celebration uh, elsewhere and might be but happy. Not on, but not on and, tap. But not on, well, but maybe on tap. I've seen. I mean, it's on tap everywhere here. Oh, yeah. One of the my eyes light up oh, when you see it. When I see something on tap that I usually can't get on tap. Right. One well, the, that's why I think the anchor would do so well. One of the considerations when you're putting on something on tap, though, is its alcohol percentage. You know, because you use a charging the same amount of money you got that person on the stool sitting there paying per beer you want to be careful about how big of a beer you put on tap usually i would think but it's in in the in the part of california we're at it's people are drinking for taste they're not drinking for cost what oh yeah <laughs> it's it's a new concept <laughs> i've never heard of this, <laughs> what this very taste? rarely does somebody come in and say how much does a beer cost? No, no, but I'm saying if you get into like some people will serve a pint of, you know, an Imperial IPA, which is just ridiculous, you know, amount of alcohol in one single pint. I, I personally is. don't like that. I'd rather have a half beer if they're on draft of a super high alcohol beer. Mm-hmm. We got yeah, he doesn't have those glasses. We got a winner. Can't do it. We got to call her number fifteen. Uh-oh. We got to cut the conversation here and go right uh, to right. our uh, our registrant of the day, Spitz. What's going on, Justin? Hey, not much except that you just registered to win a conical. 
You know that. Yeah, caller number 15. That's good nice. work, man. Congratulations. Thanks a lot. Were you I, I caller Daniela, number? I think I was also caller one through fourteen. <laughs> did you did you hear like her a bunch times. of times? Really? Yeah, yeah. Everybody was getting like two rings and then busy. Oh, oh, that's so, weird. But it's good time. You had the main line through. It does work. All right. Well, now you're registered, uh, Daniela. What does Spitz mean in German? Horny. Oh, hang. Let me turn you on. Horny. <laughs> Did Say you, that again. Did horny. You, <laughs> did spitz you, equals that, horny. Now, do you know that, Doc, you say it this not time. How it was, horny. That's not how it was translated to me, because there's no way I would have picked a handle that means horny. <laughs> <laughs> how was it translated to you? It was translated to me that, uh, like, it's actually spitzbuben, which would mean, like, ah. like, a clever or, like, a crafty bunch of boys. Horny. <laughs> what, What's the difference? <laughs> Daniela, what would Spitzbuben mean? He's right. Um, okay. Spitzbuben can refer to a kid who is just being naughty. I see. Horny. In a in a little cute way. Ah. But yeah, like an 8-year-old, not like, like an, a 14-year-old. Yeah, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't remember big, the difference. Big difference. <laughs> if you call your 29-year-old boyfriend a Spitzbube, then it's a different meaning. <laughs> I see. It means he's being a naughty little bastard. Exactly. <laughs> hey, good for you. That's all right. Good pick, man. All right, Spitz, you are now qualified, my friend. So hang in there. You're going to have to be around on December 17th. And this, I'm saying this to you and I'm saying this to everybody who's qualified. You're going to need to be around on December 17th. And I don't want to hear any bitching about, I got to do this. I got my family. I got, I could give a shit when it comes to giving away (laughs) two free conicals that are going to save you a bunch of cash and give you a sweet piece of equipment for your system. So I'm telling you all, be around on December 17th. December 17th, I'm giving you plenty of warning. People are blowing off their corporate Christmas parties, <laughs> hey, losing their jobs. <laughs> Who cares about all that when we're talking stainless steel fermenters here? <laughs> I'm with you. All right, so send Danielle an email, Spitz, and congratulations, brother. Great. Thanks a lot, Justin. Cool. Take care. Hey. What, what could be more important yeah. than being here? No, I can hear it now. I can't steel. listen live. I Bullshit. <laughs> for one day of the year to win a conical, you're listening live. And, and nobody has things on Sunday night. Come on. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're making nursing your hangover. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, right. So you might as well listen. Let's just tell everybody who hasn't qualified today mm-hmm. or who hasn't qualified yet, we're going to do another qualification round the week after Thanksgiving, right? Yes. We're going to qualify another two live listeners. Yeah, what uh, day is that? That's uh, December 3rd. And then we're going to qualify another two live listeners on December 10th. Right. So four more people in the live shows. Plus, we're going to qualify a podcast listener for this week, for the week of December 3rd, and for the week of December 10th. On top of that, if you've sent us in your names uh, for, to, for the Name the Show contest, uh, you have a chance to qualify then because we're going to pick five, and five of you will qualify. So that's uh, you still got chances to qualify to win. Uh, overall, we, we did the math uh, properly this time, got out a calculator, and uh, discovered that 20 of you will be qualified, which is a which is a good number, and it's a fair amount of people out of all of you. That's pretty good odds. Yeah, 20 of you will qualify, and one of uh, two of you, rather, out of the 20 will win a conical. So that's pretty sweet. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. What, what's that, like a one in... Ten. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we got Doc here. Even when he can't speak, he can still spit out numbers to yes. us, and that's... Uh, that's good enough. 
I think these winter warmers are helping my voice a little bit. Yeah, I think so too. Your your voice is warming up slightly. Yeah. He's getting the it's sexy announcer voice. Yeah, it's less creepy, <laughs> but, but, yeah. but still in trouble. Okay, uh, how about a couple just uh, random questions that I had that came through here? Um, actually, I guess I just have one left. Uh, someone was asking about a cider earlier, and I hate to leave questions unanswered. Spice cider. So, yeah, and they wanted to know how long to. F- actually, they said how long do I ferment a cider? So it might have been any cider. <laughs> <laughs> totally off topic, but I hate to leave them hanging. What's the color blue? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean cider is usually a couple weeks. Okay, I mean uh, a I cider that you don't doctor doesn't have that much sugar to it so okay two weeks of fermentation and then aging after that but you can mull spice a cider up afterwards um or even before you even ferment it um, okay and that can usually for most people it's just a couple hours okay okay fair enough and here's what i want to cover before we go to make sure back to the spice if we under spice a beer we were starting to talk about it yep. how are we going to fix it because we see you guys your advice was to start low and every time, you know, up it. But if you start so low and you need to add more, how are we going to correct this process? Here, here's where it comes down to. If you keg, you can do anything. If you bottle, it becomes much more difficult. Okay. So if you bottle, I would say you'd probably want to start your spicing during fermentation. Counter everything else I just said. But start it then. And then at bottling, you want to taste some of it and add more appropriately at that time. You know, maybe pull off a pint's worth, split that up a couple times, drop in a little more spices, see what you think, and appropriately dose it up. Okay. Now, if you keg, the beauty is, you know, you can add your spices either in the keg or after primary's over, and then add more as you go along to get it to the flavor that you want it. Okay. I like to make uh, my own extract with uh, vodka and or bourbon. And the spices, and you can actually put a little in. You can store that. Yeah, you can just have it sit. And you can put in as much as you want rather than, uh, how much spice do I put in? And then you gotta filter that back out again. Well, one of the, like, one of the most interesting things I had heard, um, in terms of dosing beers themselves, uh, Regan, my, one of my business partners, his nickname is Mad Dog for a reason. He had a kegerator for years, still does, but he had two daughters. And when they were in their, you know, late 20s or so, their friends would come over. He'd have just a regular pale ale on tap, but in the door would be blueberry spice, all these different spices. And one of them, I believe, was made up of different, you know, um, a blend of, of uh, allspice, uh, nutmeg, cinnamon, all that kind of stuff. And he would just have a dropper and put it into your pint once it's poured. I mean, totally after the fact, completely. So you can add one spice, two two drops, three drops to the taste that you want it to be. That's pretty good. Yeah, I thought that was a good way to handle it. Because personally, I don't like a real spicy beer. Yeah, me neither. That way you can give your friend spicy beer and you don't have spicy You beer. don't have to keep it yourself. Yeah. It's a good idea. Um, different parts in the process. I, don't, I know we, we kept mentioning all the different parts you can do it. Boil. Okay. That's the easiest because it's the safest. You okay. know, you're boiling anything that comes out of it. It's not going to have a problem with bacteria. However, most of it's going to be driven off and steam and whatnot that's coming out of the liquid. Then you can do it at the end of boil, which is a better time to add it. Just let it kind of steep once the boil's done with. Cinnamon sticks, things like that, are, that's a good time to do that. Okay. The next stage would be in a fermenter, and that'd either be before or after the initial fermentation. Or after that, it's usually at packaging, 
And normally when you do that, you want to steep it in a bourbon or Everclear or something to extract the characters and just add that into there. Okay. Well, there you have it, folks. Straight from the horse's mouth, or at least Chris's anyway. Really? Spice beers and uh, and big winter warmers, and we're still finishing ours over here. The last one. What do we got? What's our last beer that we have to finish? There. Two Below by New Belgian. Okay. Doc's brother has been, like, waiting for this one. I drive it at the bit. Beer. Nice. All right. I do have a couple things i got to talk about. Before we go, uh, I need to announce the wi- uh, the uh, last beers uh, last beers last beers week uh, last week's beer for the podcast listeners. Uh, only one person got it right, and uh, it was really tough last week. It was tough, and we made it tough on purpose because we were getting a lot of comments about, "Hey, it's first come, first serve." The first person to listen to the podcast. Uh, is the person who gets to register by answering the mystery beer. So we thought by throwing out a tough one, it would at least defer some of that first-come, first-serve thing because you'd have to be good at it, too, and you'd have to know how to go and search for it. Last week's beer was Undercover Investigation Ale. I think there's another full name to it, but it's Lagunitas uh, Undercover Investigation Ale. Is is what it was, and Doc, you remember us talk. You were helping us out at the end yeah. there, trying to figure out if that was going to be a good one to uh, to talk about. Yeah, I got most of the clues, but not quite all of them. And it, you felt it was tough enough. Yeah, but let's go for it. It was a tough one, and we really wanted to make it tough. Like I said, I'm trying to find my clues right now so I can give them to you. I should have I should have uh, given it to Chris Graham as a test to see if he could have uh, figured it out before I uh, read the answer to it. You want to take his call? Tony actually kind of explained it to me one night what went down. Finally. Yeah, Tony, I don't know. Do you know the full story of what happened? Yeah, I do. California people do, but the rest probably don't. Yeah, Tony, the owner of, one of the owners of Lagunitas, broke it down for me one night. Very interesting story. What did he tell you? I'll tell you what I know if you tell me what you know. Uh, How they got busted or... Yeah. Um, well, they they've had for the last what eight to ten years a famed 420 party. Yeah. And I actually, I won't admit that I've been part of this party, but I've helped them. <laughs> sure. Actually, uh, a business partner of mine, friend, has a tiki hut bar, and we brought it up there for a couple parties. And they, not us, get a little out of control during these parties. And, uh, it, you know, 420, if you don't know what that's code for, then you don't need to know the story. Sure. <laughs> but anyway, so this party got more and more famous, and they kind of fell under investigation uh, because of this. And they would have, like, these Buick cars with tinted windows hanging out in front of the brewery, yeah. this, that, and the other. And then during one of the tasting sessions, and it wasn't even, like, a 420 party or anything like that, they came in and busted him for marijuana yeah. and uh, shut him down. Correct. Which the owner thought was a blessing because he needed to up the bottling line. Yeah. And put in a new bottling line. So while he was doing that, he, you know, decided they decided to make this beer because there's no rule about making beer in this period of time that you can't sell your beer. Right. You just can't have it leave the building. That's right. So they took the opportunity to make this celebratory beer. Yeah, and also uh, put Upgrade. in a new bottling line, which was a royal nightmare, I'm sure. Yeah, well, and, and they were uh, way over capacity, so they really needed to do it, but didn't yeah. want to shut down. But they exactly. got shut down. Uh, the actual name of the beer was Undercover Investigation Shutdown Ale. 
is what they made. Um, and uh, just to add to your story, everything that Chris Graham said is, is what I heard also. The kicker and the funny part of the story is that the undercover agents would go into the for- – it went on for several weeks. And they would go into the to the parties and the tastings and the tours and the whole bit. And they would ask people to sell them cousin. Oh, really? And every, the funny part was – they asked over and over every time they went. And people and it, would just give it to yeah, them. Yeah, everyone was like, oh, no, man, you don't have to buy it. Just take it, man. <laughs> and that was always the answer they got. And they kept trying and trying and trying to get somebody to, to so. sell it to them. And every time they just went... It's cool, man. Just have it. <laughs> so finally, they just they went ahead with the sting and, and they, they busted bust them, them on a lesser charge. Yeah, you know, on a much lesser. Which is charge. great because those yeah. guys are like that. They'll give yeah. away anything. No one there is yeah. dealing. In, no. it, 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 they're not a motley crew or anything else. They make fantastic beer. They're running a business. They were having parties. They're really good at uh, at chiming right into pop culture, particularly pop culture in our region. Yeah. Uh, hence, their that names. Some of their beers censored, censored exactly, <laughs> and their four twenty parties. You know, and, yeah. and <laughs> it's just funny. And by the way, they make—I mean, no bias here—they make one of the best damn IPAs I've ever had. It is fantastic. It is yeah. by far my favorite IPA. Is that right? Oh yeah, yeah. And it, I, I just finished a keg like on Thursday. Ah, nice. And I'm ready to get another one. It just was right back into it. It was the first IPA I ever liked. Uh, and, and it's stuck on my top five list for a long, long time. And actually, it still makes it in there every now and then. Yeah. I drank the shit out of it, I think, is why I don't think it's one of my favorites <laughs> anymore, is I drank so much of it. Our clues were um, where you sleep, and the the answer to that clue was undercovers. undercovers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the second one was Sherlock Holmes, which was to lead you to investigation. The third one was a bitter reaction. A bitter reaction. The beer is a bitter style beer, and it's actually late. All of their promotions for the beer say that it's a bitter reaction to them being shut down by the police. Uh, what else did we have? Um, Little rascals. Think of a young BN, and that is because they were a guest of, I think, our second show that we right. ever did. I think Lagunitas oh, really? was our guest. Um, a first or second, yeah. And then the last one was Our Gang. Was the yeah. clue, which which was leading you to the little rascals, which what this is a tough clue, which uh, was the little pit bull that looks exactly like the little uh, Amstaff on the uh, Lagunitas. Exactly. If Petey. you know the answer, it seems easy. Yeah, but it was a t- it was really tough. It was and, a tough one. Little uh, but somebody got it, and uh, good for him. And I'll tell you, it came in days later, so it wasn't a first come first serve type of thing, and. Uh, yeah, there you go. Do Let I have a me, caller on the phone? No, I don't think so. Let me tell you that our qualifier Spitzbuben from just on the phone, he just slammed one liter of Spaten Oktoberfest uh, in order to celebrate that he's qualified now for the Conical Christmas. As he should. <laughs> Happy Monday. <laughs> it's a reason to celebrate. <laughs> caller, are you there? Yeah. I thought I had a caller. Is this my brother? Yeah, yeah, what's up? Yeah, how about that one word and I knew it was my brother. See that? What's happening, Bug? Oh, not a whole lot. You uh, getting ready to brew some beer there? Yeah, 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 definitely. I got recipes right in front of me. I got to email them to you, and we're going to brew up some beer while I'm on the East Coast there. So, uh, what's happening? Oh, not much. Just uh, threw the old turkey in the brine and everything, doing a little cooking for Thanksgiving. So. Okay. Right. What did you uh, What you use for the turkey? A beer, I hope? Uh, I just, I did. Originally, I uh, wasn't going to. Uh, the brine, though? Yeah. I, I was... I wasn't going to use beer, but I there's a lot of hops in it. I just used uh, hop pellets. 
Really? Yeah. You're no beer. For bitterness you? in your brine, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but I, I wasn't crazy about the the flavor at the end when I just tasted it before I put the turkey in. So I did end up adding uh, adding some beer in there. So oh, good for you. Yeah. yeah. Don't leave out the beer. wow. We got nervous. Yeah, I always knew there was salt and sugar in brine. I'd never heard of hoppiness. Yeah. Well, I wasn't nervous about the flavor. I was just nervous about the lack of beer. I thought <laughs> I, I really oh, thought you were yeah. going to taste this with the turkey inside of it. So yeah, that'd be fun. Salmonella <laughs> party, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, uh, anything else? No, I had a question, but I can't remember what it was now because I was sitting there listening to your conversation for like twenty minutes. I think because we blab on about nothing. You yeah. gotta forgive my brother. He's like me, and we spent a lot of years of our lives on the cousin. And uh, yeah. every now and then, we just have no idea what we were thinking about two seconds ago. A <laughs> <laughs> lot, a lot of years on the cousin does not do a body good. Uh, let this be a lesson to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get great capture the thirty-something mark. <laughs> yeah, I know. What I wanted to ask about uh, mold. Mold wine? Alcohol. Sorry, say again? Mold. So steeping spices. Is, is that is that what it is? Because somebody uh, at work made, made a mold wine. Mold wine is usually taking a wine, heating it up, and adding in a spice pack and serving it warm. You do serve oh. it warm. Yeah, generally you do. Because, I mean, it's, I grew up in the East Coast, too. So on those nice, like frosty winter days yeah it's beautiful especially they do it a lot at least when i was a kid christmas shopping so you go into this place and they would serve you this you know nice hot yeah spiced alcohol and and dad's bound to spend a lot more than he was going to absolutely that can't even be legal it shouldn't be it probably isn't now but it was when i was like eight that's a great (laughs) idea <laughs> I'm not going to say certain stores in New York. Uh, oh no, ciders. Mead, mead's a really good one. Yeah. Okay, you can do mead too. I've never had a warm beer that way because I'd be kind of weird. But but wines, meads, ciders are your three most popular. And usually it's just a white wine. I couldn't imagine a red wine warmed up like that. Yeah. See, it, it, it was a red wine and it was horrible. Yeah, well, that's probably why. And yeah, that's, that's why I was uh, wondering about it. Yeah, but usually it's apple cider. That's probably the most popular, and then white wine after that. Okay. Right, so it's just your basic kind of a warm, spiced cider type of drink. It's yeah. a beautiful thing for cider, and a lot of times it's not even like an apple cider. It's just apple juice. Well, ciders. I mean, it, sure. cider's a weird definition because sometimes it's fermented, sometimes it isn't. Yeah. And they'll just throw vodka, Everclear, or something like that in there as Fantastic, well, yeah. Know? The so, more they have to sell, the more Everclear. Well, yeah, you just... Yeah. You know, <laughs> one guy comes in that day, he gets a whole bottle for it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it depends on how how big his wallet is. I always wondered how those piano stores stayed in business. So do I. There's never anybody in the piano store except for the guy playing it. Yeah, Walnut Creek has like four or five of them. I'm like, how do they do this? And nobody ever goes in there. Yeah. It's the cider. It's the cider. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. That's a great. Uh, that, I could do a whole show about these piano stores, Chris. I'm glad you are with me on that. I thought that maybe I was the only one who found it strange. Have you ever seen anybody in a piano store? Only fake people. Fake people. Yeah. And the, the guy playing the piano and the salesman. I'm not even so sure I remember seeing salespeople. It's always like a stuffed guy who looks like Mozart or something like that. Yeah. Sitting in the window. And they're all over the place. And the keys are all moving. I'm like, oh, you don't even need to know how to play to use that thing. You know what they are? They're money laundering facilities. That's probably it. Right? Nope. 
Yeah, yeah, they got the guys in the back. That's right, because it's low key. Who thinks that a piano st- it's high class, right? They're not. Oh, doing we just took down there. like half of the mob right uh, there. Yeah. They're coming after oh, us sh- now. Yeah, yeah, you guys are fucked. Yeah, they can't fight Pacheco. There's no mob in Pacheco. <laughs> <laughs> there will be now. Drive by happens. <laughs> All right, Bug. Well, I'm looking right, forward then. to dinner there, and I'm going to bring some beer with me too. All right. Yeah, I just tasted mine actually. How is it ready to go? I think so, yeah. I what, got a question for you, you, actually. You, yeah, go ahead. Uh, you have access to bulk, bulk malt extracts in liquid form? Where are they cans where you are? Oh, uh, cans. It's the cans. Okay, I'll rewrite the recipes now. Uh, is that bad, or is that just different? Not necessarily. Nowadays, a lot of distribution's a lot faster than it was 10 years ago. I see. you got to start ordering from B3, Bug. It's yeah. too late now for your... Well, for this time, we're going to have to go for it. But uh, in the future, I mean, they ship free. <laughs> free, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Even the big stuff? <laughs> well, what is it? Like, you got to purchase a certain amount, right? $59 at a time. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah, you order two kits, uh, yeah. three kits, you're right there. I will, I will put the legal disclaimer that certain things don't apply. But for the most part, 90% of our things qualify for free shipping. And uh, are ingredients part of that? Yes, up to the bulk ingredients. Nice. So if you're buying an ingredient kit or two or, or like nine pounds of malt extract, no problem. But okay. if you're buying 55 pounds sacks of grains, oh, yeah, yeah. they're way cheaper per pound, but you pay shipping. Okay. Ah, yeah, then you're shipping a pallet across Exactly. The, yeah, okay. Fair enough. All right, cool, Bug. I look forward to it. All right, then, man. Thanks, dude. Bye. There you go. Go to my nephew's christening, too. Oh wow! Yeah, whole they gonna let you dunk the kid? Whole thing? I don't know. I Beer. think I'm I'm the Godfather. So is, uh, uh, does is, that mean I have the to church gonna catch on fire when you walk? Well, in check or? this out. Uh, <laughs> be shaky the oil. So my nephew's name is Justin as well. Oh right? boy, it's Justin Waters Crosley, but. Justin isn't a Christian name. <laughs> Apparently, it's an evil name. I don't know. Of course, know it, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. It is not. She says that. Of course, your name is not in the Bible, so it's not a Christian name. That's what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got to reiterate that I'm a sinner or something? Well, just making sure everybody knows. Yeah. It's the devil. No, it's not. So they actually, in the baptism paperwork, had to change the name. So what I'm not it? even baptizing uh, my namesake. What is it? Uh, he changed it to Anthony, which is his name. It's my brother's name. Oh. Anthony is apparently a Christian name, and Justin's not. How come one sibling got a Christian name, yep. and the other one is like the devil's yeah. child? He's probably the good one, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I live in California, and he doesn't. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, answer me all that. He's older, right? I'm looking forward to it. He is always two years older than yeah, I am. They, and they like him more. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't wanted. I always suspected that. <laughs> now I, I know. Like you, you were the mistake. <laughs> so I kicked Crotch out of the chat, and now he's not coming back. <laughs> I think I did something that he can't come back. Caller, you're on the air. First of all, you being a godfather is disturbing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I like taking Bub's calls at the end of the show compared to the beginning of the show. And it's not that he's sober at the beginning. It's just that he's like like Drunk shitty at the end. <laughs> he slows down. If you were to play them back-to-back, maybe I'll do that. I'll cut them out for next week and play them back-to-back, and you're a lot slower at the just end. Just play them simultaneously. Really? Anyway. Hey, yeah, go I, got, I got home improvement tips. We missed them last week, I think. Yeah. First of all, number one. Is this a new part of our show? 
I've been doing it like every time I called in. Oh, I never listen. For like the last doing this five weeks. I mean, he knows not how to do it. Okay. Go ahead. Home improvement tips. Go on. All right. Number one, when carpeting stairs by yourself, first of all, hire it out because these people, it's stupid. Okay. But be very careful. Don't do it drunk because if you don't have it stapled down right, that carpet slides down really quick if you're trying to like walk on to get more staples. Yeah. That hurts. <laughs> that hurts really bad. All right. So and maybe we could add wear a helmet if you are doing it. Can we see some pictures of you afterwards on that tip? Yeah. Uh, well, perhaps, actually. Uh, second of all, I had some extra insulation laying around, so I decided I was going to put some insulation up. And, you know, when I'm watching your show, I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> let's just get naturally. Let's, let's get that out right now, okay? Is there a reason? I mean, I'm either on pants? the can or you know whatever. Yeah, whatever the reason. So, how are you watching the show <laughs> with no pants? And what are you so watching? Wa- okay, <laughs> right, he's uh, on the go, can with his laptop. My verbal faux pas. I hope that makes you feel better. <laughs> okay, right. so no pants. All right, go on. So, and fiberglass. So, even though I'm wearing like gloves and whatnot. Yeah. Do not watch Christina Aguilera videos afterwards because those fibers go. I mean, even if you take off the gloves, not good. Very bad. Ouch. Oh. Well, you get the, the, the itchy, prickly stuff all yeah. over. Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh, you can say prick on the air. I can't. I get booted. I, I said prickly. Oh, yeah. You just. Couching it in in semantics, yes, and ease. I bet your ass itches too. <laughs> Very, ouch. <laughs> Very Cortisone ouch. does not help. <laughs> all right, anal ease. However, all right, is that all? Is that all, Bob? Bad that one last. That one last guy who's holding on for for possibly information. Yeah, just dropped off. <laughs> yeah, with yeah, the anal ease comment. Okay, <laughs> thank thank you, Bob. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm telling you, just use the silence function. Yeah, yeah I guess so. <laughs> I'm always, uh, I'm too polite. I just got to start uh, like dropping people. I, I like the Christina Aguilera. Part. Me too. That's pretty funny, actually. Yes, no, Bob is, is great. That is going to burn. I love him. Okay, uh, last announcement. New York. Uh, we're going to be there next week. We were talking about a listener party. Um, due to a lack of availability, um, uh, listeners are, are pretty busy with family and, and things like that. So uh, we're not going to actually make a big formal thing out of it. If you guys are, a couple of you going to be in, in New York City. I will be posting where we're going to be on Friday night. Friday night is our go-out night. Uh, We're going to hit a couple of bars. Um, I know we're going to hit Hop Devil because I'm really into that one. Uh, They got a whole Belgian room. And there's three other uh, bars, too, and we're going to bounce between those. So check the forum. I'll put it under Beer Radio, and I'll also put it under Off Topic so that you guys know where we're going. And I'll be telling you what time we're going to be at what places. So if you had read our thread that we're going to be in New York City and we'd love to meet some listeners, we will. It's going to be on Friday night. I will post what the bars are, probably looking around between the 8 and 10 p.m. area, but I will I will narrow that down for you and give you an exact time so that if you had made plans to go there, and meet us. We really do want to shake hands with you and have a beer. So, but it's gonna be. We can precise. It's gonna be in Manhattan, most likely. Uh, East Village. 
Actually, Hop Devils in the East Village. Okay. Well, let's just make that as our meeting point because uh, listeners really want to book their hotel rooms, really want to make sure they know. Okay. Then I would say do it in the Village because the Village has a, a lot of good bars and we can spend a good amount of time there hanging out and having a, a nice little party for ourselves, just walking around from bar to bar. So book it uh, near near the Village. Uh, East Village is where Hop Devil is. If you want to check it out, just go to Hop Devil whatever google it you'll find it and um get your hotel around there so we want to make it that right now is that good enough yeah what time seven i said between eight and ten but i'll narrow that down uh in the forum okay okay we'll post in the forum exactly where we're going to be and when we're gonna i mean there. we start drinking early so probably eight yeah now bug eater had sent us a winter warmer yes that i want us to try but yeah. uh you gotta get it where is it it's either in the big cooler out back, which is where I think it is, there's a whole six-pack of Bug Eater's beers. In our chest freezer? Yes. Okay. That's what I said. The big cooler out back. And uh, it's either there or it's in the it's in the regular fridge on the beer shelf on the right side. But all of his beers are labeled. Bug's real good at that. And what is the winter brew called? Just bring the whole six-pack in. Okay. We'll, we'll find it. I'll go and run. Now, we've had Bug Eater's beers before, Doc, and they're always fantastic, actually. I think he sent us one. We told him to improve it. He sent this, sent it back, and it came out great. So he gave me these at GABF. They've been properly stored ever since. Good my, to hear. My oh. brewer's code on that. Um, and so let's see. We'll try so it real quick. So you kept them in the sun, in the back of your car. Yeah, by properly stored. They all think it's the black hole. <laughs> they send beer here, and it just disappears. And it disappears. It's all still here. It's just in various places because we can't fit it. it, it we got to, like, stuff it places, especially when I get to brewing again because then I have to clear all the shit out for my kegs, and it all just gets moved and, you know. But it all well, gets. Well, that what they're saying is we need to drink it on the air. Yes, that was fast. Well, that's what we're going to do. So Daniela found it. That should be a whole six-pack of Bug Eaters uh, brews there. And one of them should be a winter warmer. Um, they might have labels individually if you if you pull them out, or they may just say BW. it on the, on the cap. Uh, oh. There you go. So check it out. He bugs real good about doing that. Barley wine. And by the way, if you want to send us beer, just send me an email. I'll give you the address to do it. But you do need to label your beers on each individual bottle so that we know uh, which is which. I These mean. are all, like, Winter warmers. We have a bourbon, vanilla, imperial porter. Wow, that sounds good. We have a bug eater barley wine. Okay. Another winter warmer. And a blackberry sizer. Wow. Which? This is a porter. Oh, and a poor Richard's ale. And another barley wine. I think I was supposed to do that sizer on the mead show. My fault. Whoops. Uh, why don't oh, we well. do that uh, bourbon vanilla? Uh, yeah, you were thinking the same thing, yeah. huh? All right, let's do that as our winter warmer, and we'll cheer to that and uh, call a night of it. And Bug Eater, we may uh, finish the rest of that six-pack tonight. I'm drunk. <laughs> Daniela's hammered and probably booting people from the chat room as we speak. Indiscriminately. Only because she can. Okay, podcasters, remember that your way to register this week is to send in your top ten list of uh, top ten reasons that Jamil Zanishev is sexier than Pamela Anderson. I think it's uh, self-explanatory. It's an easy task. <laughs> <laughs> Send Just them. look at them, for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah. Send them to conical at thebrewingnetwork.com. That's C-O-N-I-C-A-L at thebrewingnetwork.com. And uh, we'll choose the best top ten list as our registrant for the podcast user this week. So uh, even if it takes you two, week to, two weeks to uh, listen to the show, just send in your list because we're not it. back for two weeks. We will be back on uh, Sunday, December 3rd. And don't forget about the talent competition, too. That's right. Uh, for you live listeners, the way that we're going to register people on our next live show is with a talent show. So you need to uh, put together whatever your talent may be. 
um, as long as it's not like whittling because that doesn't uh, you know go over well on the air. It's got to be an audio talent. So burping, singing, uh, a musical describing your whittling jokes will work. Sure, if you're if you're really good at that, then you can do that, <laughs> and that's how you're going to register that when we come back as hey, well. Hey, bug eater, you can send a lot of beer to my house if you want to. <laughs> he too. makes this good is stuff, right? Fantastic. This is, this is me, uh, fantastic. I drink this out of the gutter. So what are we having? Right in front of you. Oh, I got it here. Okay. This Chris, is what the are we bourbon, vanilla, imperial porter. Okay. Caller, you're on the air. What's Bug happening? Bug's not there, guys. What's that? Bug is not there. He's what? out of the chat room. Oh, that's okay. We're drinking his beer anyway. Okay. Yeah, I didn't need him here. I just needed him to know eventually that we're drinking his beer. No, he's going to listen to the archive. He let, us, the he let us know earlier. Who's hey, this? Dan- Daniela, you're supposed to ask uh, <gasps> California Surfer to, to, to call in because that guy is messed up, I swear to God. <laughs> I forgot all about it. Ooh, this is good beer. Yeah. Wow. What's the problem? What are you supposed to do? Some crazy chatter? Mm-hmm. We're not yeah, putting crazy so chatters California on the Surfer is just, he's like totally drunk. Is he? That's always he, fun. He's wasted, but he, I've been like egging him on to call in all night long, and he, he has... Yeah, he's yet to call, obviously. And obviously, it's easy to get in. I called him my first dial. He's surfing. Our phone's not ringing off the hook, that's for sure. What are we thinking, drunk of the week? Drunk dialing. The uh, surfer guy? Yeah, I told him right now in the chat, call in. How is is he being polite in the chat? He's absolutely nice, but drunk. He is nice, but he's drunk. Now that's what we Nobody like. Nobody likes drunk. a polite drunk. <laughs> <laughs> He's an English drunk. <laughs> All right, have him call in. All right, thanks hey, for the hey, call. This is Patrick, by the way. I think I won that earlier tonight. I won because you know I think I guessed hams. You were going to give me a second chance. Go back and look at the. <laughs> he wants a recount. No, but we calculated I want a recount. that. I do. Even had we give I you hams, no you still Daniela calculated it. it. Even if I had oh, given you those points. Drinking goat thing. No, Patrick. Sorry. Yeah. But you know what? Send us a top ten list. Send us good show names. And dude, you Danielle go- let's let's, let's okay, here, power. Here, here, here. Listen to dude, it. Dude, you Google the drinking up the power. What, when one of these twenty callers don't call in on the seventeenth or whatever the date is, yeah. Can I be the can I be like no. you know whatever the reserve <laughs> or whatever? No, dude, you Googled the drunken goat for one. <laughs> Yeah, I know I cheated, okay? I'm, 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 you know, there's no doubt that I cheated. All right, so don't talk to me about uh, second chances. You know, I'm just talking about honesty. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, and I believe in redemption. Um, but I'm no. I'm asking to be reserved. You know, the 21st guy. Yeah. Nope. Uh, I don't think so. No, neither do I. But but they're not. Do yourself a favor. Be the 16th guy. <laughs> I'll tell you. I want to be the 16th guy. He does bring up a good point. Talk what about are Jamil. we going to do hey, if wait, wait, we have... I'm uh, serious, though. I think I got hams. I think if you listen to the uh, <laughs> you know the podcast, you'll say, yeah. okay, we'll give you a second chance if no one else guesses it. And it was hams the answer. Yeah, but, yeah, but even but if you got it, it still didn't give you enough points. You were still yeah, 100 on. couple that with you. Know, <laughs> no, the momentum, like the or what it took you... I give that to you. Hams was the answer. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, just no, I'm shy still. But just to answer the Jamil stuff and then get it. Yeah. See, uh, I yeah, feel... I'm not, you know, I, I, I am not listening anymore. I, I've, you know, by the time this whole thing started, I, I was done with all the, the podcasts. I, I you know, honestly couldn't cheat in that fashion. Yeah. There's code. Right. <laughs> I kind of feel like we have to deal with this like the way the U.S. doesn't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> Because if I negotiate, oh. if I negotiate with that you, just makes me want to 
I'm dropping nuclear bombs <laughs> yeah. on you. Then I have to negotiate with everybody, and I like the hardline policy of no negotiation because wow. then it doesn't open up the door to everybody wants to negotiate their way in. He just brought yeah, this yeah, to you another and President level. President Bush have a good thing going. There. <laughs> Shame on you. Uh, well, Patrick, if you come up with an outstanding talent in two weeks, yes. or if you have a fantastic top ten list, or if you have the name of our show that we really want to be, yeah. you're in. Like, for example, you maybe your talent is how quickly you can Google things. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. Is that audio, though? No, it's not audio. <laughs> well, the Don't clicking listen. noises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Good that, effort. Anyway, get Southern California to call in. Okay, we're I'm, I'm trying. Thanks, Patrick. Okay. Thank you. Peace out. Right on, brother. Hey, you guys want to try? Bob Eater is beer? back, by the way, and he's telling me that the recipe for this beer is actually Danny Khan's recipe. Ah, yeah, good for her, a, too. A great beer. This is going to be one of those nights we never get out of here. Oh, my brother so. doesn't want to go home now. <laughs> Caller, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, who are we talking to? MedTech. MedTech, what's up, man? Am I caller number 15? <laughs> <laughs> you're close. You're like 17. All right. Yeah, yeah. Not quite. <laughs> what's happening, man? Not much. Just wanted to call and say hi. Okay. <laughs> well, thank <laughs> you for that. Hey, aren't you coming out to meet us in New York? Yes, I am. All right. That's going to be a good time. So Friday night, well, you're available for that? I'm going to be there. Sweet. All right. We look forward to meeting you, and uh, beer is going to be tasty. All right. And since you got all these new rules going on, I just thought I'd tell you all to intercourse off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, MedTech. I appreciate Have that. Have a good night. You too, brother. <laughs> Expletive delete. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the chatters I like. You know? Yeah, me too. Be creative. Hey, we got a Jamil show going on tomorrow? Yes, we do. It's not live, but uh, there is a Jamil show. We had to pre-record it. Uh, Jamil's got some family stuff going on. But all the same information, and I will make that uh, available. I will play it in its normal time slot of 10 a.m. and also make the podcast available. So, uh, hey, want to say thanks to Bug Eater for sending us all the good beer because uh, everyone's enjoying it. Did you guys open up the second one already? Barley wine's right up there oh, by you. Yeah. Right too. Caller, you're on the air. Yeah, it's SoCal Surfer. Yeah, <laughs> Surfer. Dude, <laughs> dude. No, no way. <laughs> Too cool. Well, yeah, what's happening, brother? Well, I'm, I'm just sitting around. I'm supposed to be grading papers, but I'm getting all fucked up instead. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite kind of teacher. What, uh, what grade uh, school kids you teach? Uh, 10, 11, and 12. Uh, gra- that's the grades? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. nice. Nice little high school. Okay, and you're supposed to be grading papers. Instead, you're hanging out with us getting shitty. That's pretty much what's happening, yeah. So are you one of those, like, hungover, angry teachers? Yeah. Uh, no, I already called in sick tomorrow, actually. i got to go to the dentist. <laughs> nice. <laughs> awesome. I you, Doc. No problem. All the, yeah, what yeah, what part of Southern Cal are you in? So I'm all paranoid. I'm just drinking beer, like, not wanting to go. <laughs> oh, you really are going to the dentist? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, He's they're premeditating scary. They're scary. What's uh, what's the procedure? Uh, I'm gonna get evaluated for some implants. Nice. Oh, oh get double D's. Your students will love you. You probably never leave the house again. Hey, yeah, he'll be teaching sex ed after that. <laughs> hey, Doc, not to scare the shit out of Surfer here, but uh, the implants hurt, don't they? Because they like screw them in. No, uh, most people will tell me that it's so much easier 
uh, than many of the other procedures that I do. Oh, why, really? <laughs> yeah. So yeah much how much wait, what are the other me? procedures? <laughs> what, what's that? How much is it going to cost me? That's the question. You're a teacher. You can't yeah. afford it. Exactly. How many How many arms and legs do you have? Oh, well, I don't know. And I'm not going to win this conical, I don't think, so I'm at a, at a bind here, you know? Yeah. Um, it's... Uh, one of them's about the cost of a conical. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this conical's gonna do nothing for you when it yeah. comes to that bill. How many? Do, how many do you need? And by the way, what happened to your teeth? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. The same genetics. I don't. I don't buy into that. But whatever, you know. He didn't like knock them out, though. No, uh, no, one of them. Okay. Just <laughs> it has nothing to do with surfing. I need like four, so. You need four. <laughs> yeah. You got medical. Your teacher. Yeah. <laughs> You're fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, hey, you know what? It'll, it'll be the best thing you ever did once it's all done and over with. Uh, Are they going to be detachable? I don't know. I, I saw no shit about this. You have to ask Doc. Doc, uh, are they going to be permanent or detachable? Maybe. Are they all in a row? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, probably not. Detachable? No. Hey, not Doc, aren't there some good dentists down on Figueroa? Yeah. <laughs> they do it real cheap down there, yeah, like ten bucks. Yeah. What part of Southern Cal are you in? Uh, L.A. Mm. Go to UCLA. Hey, they, I hear that UCLA has a good dental program. <laughs> you know, they keep graduating people from there. I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you can go in like like students who are learning to cut hair. You can get some students learning to be dentists. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, are, are they putting you out for it? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just going in, and we'll find out when I get there. Oh, the evaluation. Uh, it's, it's just get put out. Um, I'm getting put out right now. Not bad. <laughs> Dude, I kind of want to give you something for your pain and suffering. We got one of the um, oh. watermelon funk uh, shirts still available, the long sleeves. All right. I nice. Can... Are you a large? Oh, uh, an extra large. Well, you have <laughs> you have to squeeze in then. So you yeah. said all the way in, right? <laughs> you know what else? I got? I got some hops. You want some hops? I love hops. They're going to be sent to you from Australia, even. <laughs> no, but they're all fresh. Nice and fresh. I got this listener in Australia who wants to donate some hops. He wanted me to do it mostly to Australian listeners, but he said I could do it wherever, too. So how about I get... They're like... I think they're Saz hops. And um, he might send you an ounce or something. Dude, you can't smoke them, man. <laughs> You brew, you brew, right? Yes, I do. Okay, it'd be great putting that on the clus- customs forms, cousin. Yeah, still <laughs> cousin. They won't, they won't know the difference. <laughs> All right, we're gonna send you some stuff. Um, awesome. Hang on the line, uh, Daniela. Take down your. Inf- or you just want to email? All right, email your information to Daniela. Daniela at thebrewingnetwork.com, and we'll send you some stuff. One awesome. hour. Hey, thanks, you guys. You guys kick ass. Hey, thanks, dude. Hey, good luck tomorrow, good luck man. Tomorrow, dude. Hey. We'll see what happens. Take Let whatever pain and suffering you receive. You take it out on Doc when we come back. Hey, shoot <laughs> me. Oh, he sounds like he's taking a beating already. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, shoot me an email tomorrow. Let me know how it went. Oh, right on, man. Thanks, brother. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, Bug Eater would like to let me know that uh, Barley, when we're just uh, trying, one took first place in a competition, and he will be entering this one in the NHC comp in June. Should do well. It's a nice beer. Want to try that, another one? That vanilla was just unbelievable. Oh, that was yeah. killer. Yeah, that, that vanilla porter, that mouthfeel was just huge. The nose on that is killer. Yeah. Well I hope done. you didn't want constructive criticism, <laughs> Bug, because uh, you apparently are on the right track. 
Bugs a good guy. Nice guy. Listen, all you listeners are real cool out there. Don't think just because we get uh, the people on the phone here that uh, you know we're all best friends or anything. We know some people because they've introduced themselves. But we welcome everybody. All you new, uh, all you new users too. So uh, please uh, don't be afraid to send us emails. Call us up. Join the chat room and, and have send a good beer. time with everybody. Hey, Most importantly, send and of beer. course send beer. You can get familiar too. <laughs> That's right. We won't tell you where to send it, but send it. But send it exactly. All right. Does that do it? Have I covered everything? I'm not sure. Probably oh, wait, not. Wait, do we have one beer? I always taste forget. It? Yeah, something. let's taste another one. <laughs> I think his. Oh, no, to this. I think his beers deserve really high appreciation. What's They're that? great. Absolutely. It so has let's nothing do, to do it. With Just don't know if everyone wants to listen warmers. to us tasting them. <laughs> well, they. You know, whatever. I wouldn't try them. I could deal. sit here all night long. Oh, that barley mood. wine is nice, isn't it? Yeah. We're down real smooth. I ask you, how old is the barley wine already? Can you ask him that, Daniela? Sure. I'm curious. It might have a date on it. It did. Buggy, why don't you call us up? 888 He can uh, uh, He lives in a region where all the phones, all the cable, everything went down. He's lucky enough to have internet It right was uh, 30605. Yep. Oh, okay. Wow. That's like 10 years old. It's really good. <laughs> right? You're a tart. Thank you. <laughs> and which one are you see. opening now? This is the Poor Richard's Ale. Oh, okay. That was it. No, no, no. Nope. No, not the cranberry sizer. Ah, the sizer that we were supposed to drink a couple weeks. I ago. thought these were blackberries. Sorry, was it blackberry? All right. Yes. Apparently, I can't read now. Yeah, Apparently these winter warmers wasted. are dangerous. Yeah, well, that's what you get out of the winter warmer show. I hope you all got uh, all your questions answered and all the information that you needed out of the winter warmers. I'll give these guys enough time to take a sip and give their evaluation, and then we are out of here for it's two all weeks. Purple Look at the color. The color looks great. It's purple. Uh, Doc's voice is back. Yeah, my voice is back a little bit better. At the end of the show, Doc's of like ready to go. You guys wow. want to start the show now? Big acid. <laughs> <laughs> the beer ass. or Doc? Uh, He's that ass. Both. Beer. Yeah, it is a little acidic. It's beautiful. I love that. Hmm. Wouldn't go over well commercially, but for... Yeah, that's a nice beer. Yeah. It'll get your date drunk. It'll get her drunk. <laughs> All right, everybody. I want to thank you a lot for tuning in, and uh, good luck if you're still trying to register. And we'll be back in two weeks where we'll register two more people. It's a talent show. If you're an archive listener, send us your top ten reasons that Jamil Zanishev is sexier than Pamela Anderson. Of course, uh, if you don't know who Jamil is, you can tune in to the Jamil Show tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. and get an idea of what we're talking about. Or you can go to Jamil. Uh, sorry, you can go to MrMalty.com. That's right. MrMalty.com is Jamil's website. You can check it all out. We're going to go finish our winter warmers. I hope you do the same. And we'll see you in two weeks right back here on the Brewing Network. Thanks, everybody. Night. night. And to all a good night. Good night, Dave. Good night, Dave.
day. A bark will do me when the skies are gray. I think of Belgium through any time. And the women, things, and land be fine. But don't you give me that American crew. Boys, I want a real home brew. Home brew. Don't you really love a better home brew? Can't get enough of it. Home brew. It blows my mind. 